I'm missing something. Hold on. Attention, people of Earth. What's going Attention, on there? people of Earth. Do not be alarmed. Stand by for an important message. Stand by for an important message. And now, Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebers. Oh, please let it be fantastic. Of course. Yes, yes, yes. It's rather good, isn't it? Hey, I'm just enjoying the show. Inconceivable! I can't take it anymore! There's no need for that attitude. Don't make me go to the larder and unseal a tin whoop-ass. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass! How freaking cool is that shit? Wait, stop! I reject the reality and substitute my own. Nice, right? I learned that one from you, guy. Bang it out. <laughs> we are going live. Yeah. Feel free to hang around for a while. Oh, God, this makes me happy. Live on all the Internet's webs and tubes, it's Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. Live on Indie Media Weekly Radio, streaming worldwide and podcasting who the fuck knows where... This is Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert for Saturday, September 2nd, 2017. That's right. The year is officially three quarters of the way done. And we are on day, I don't know what day of the Trump crisis we're on, uh, but uh, it's entirely too long of a crisis. Anyway, uh, John Kendall should be joining us sometime in the foreseeable future. John, if you're listening, get up! <laughs> but uh, meanwhile, joining me as always on the great city of Port St. Lucie, Florida, the GM or Galaxy Master of our fine program, Miles Legon. Miles, what's up? Very good, very good. And also joining us out of the great city, Port St. Lucie, Florida, the rogue DM, Dungeon Master of Indie Media Weekly Radio and Mike Check Radio, Michelle Legon. What's up? The good nephew, right? Okay. Well, I've only heard about the one good nephew, so, you know, because I only have the one one nephew myself, so, you know... Uh, funny thing... Oh, sorry. Yeah. So I saw... Before we get started with the depressing Republican audio shit, uh, I, I saw this great meme, which was, uh... It was, uh... Floyd Mayweather and uh, McGregor staring at each other, and the, uh, the caption is "Your fight of the year," and then below it had Thal- um, Hulk and Thor fighting from Thor, Ra- you know, concept art from Thor Ragnarok. My and the caption is "My fight of the year," and that is so true. 
That is so true. That, I'm telling you, that movie, I, I really feel good about Thor Ragnarok. I really do. Um, I just, you know, the Dark World was a bit of a letdown. I, I really think that they they misused Christopher Eccleston. Um, I... It wasn't... It wasn't bad, but I really think that... I think the issue was... Ken Branagh was the perfect choice for Thor. He really was. Being a Shakespearean actor by trade, he brought the sort of flair that you would you would like to see with material based on mythology. And yes, Thor is a comic book movie, but it's still... Its foundation is still the mythos. And I think that... I think that the Switch and directors heard it. However, I... I Based on what I've seen from the trailers for Thor Ragnarok, I think Ta- uh, Taika Waititi has a great vision. And clearly he's trying to build a movie that's entertaining, but also, you know, that's fun, but also going to be, you know, interesting. You know, and, and like, uh, like you know, we talked about it when the first trailer came out, how he's using a lot of colors that uh, Jack Kirby would have done. It's a very Jack Kirby styled film from what we've seen. And I think that's going to be a huge plus. Now, of course, we could be wrong. And it could turn out to be a turkey. However, I'm feeling very positive about it. A lot more positive than I'm feeling about, say, Justice League. Uh... You know, don't get me wrong, I'll still see Justice League. That's because, you know, that's because, you know, um, I'm, I'm a graduate of uh, MST3KU. You know, you give me lemons, I will make you goddamn lemonade. <laughs> you know, you know, I, I have not only survived Manos, the Hands of Fate Unrift, I have survived, my, my crowning achievement is surviving Deathbed, the bed that eats with only a mild case of PTSD. You know. Uh, Yeah, I, I'm sorry. There's only one cartoon Wonder Woman in my world. That's Susan Eisenberg. I'd love to get an interview with her, too. But, uh, yeah, so we've got about four weeks left before AWA 2017. Still waiting to hear about that press pass, although I'm uh, feeling cautiously optimistic. You know? Oh, yeah, I'm still going. I just won't be able to get interviews with the talent, you know. So. Let me tell, let me, let me point out, I'm, what? Oh, well, that's no good because, hold on one second. Miles, say something. Okay, that is not good. 
Uh, oh. Damn! I forgot to press the button. Alright. Oh, damn. Alright, so... <laughs> We might as well just start over. All right. Uh, join me as always out of the great city of Port St. Lucie, Florida. Miles Lagan, the GM Galaxy Master. Oh, yes, I was here the whole time, honest. Yeah, uh, it wasn't like I was, you know, skipping out and I just arrived. Really, I was here the whole time. True, Maybe. you know. Uh, basically, long story short, and I'll introduce Michelle in a second. Uh, we had a power outage here at, at uh, in enter in uh, Studio B last uh, last night, and whenever that happens, it basically for some reason banana erases all of my settings and we spent about the first the about 20 minutes before the show recalibrating everything and i guess i forgot to fix that one small detail so uh anyway also joining us at port st lucie florida uh michelle Legon, the rogue dm of yes, uh my trick radio and i am here and we're just helping out in practice with talking with himself <laughs> they probably thought I lost my mind. They're like, "All right, we're sending them to Arkham. Call the men in white jackets." <laughs> Paul was probably like, uh, <laughs> "You are crazier than a crap fight in a monkey house." Hell yeah! <laughs> if Cat's listening, you, my friend, are just a few plums short of a fruit pie. You know, they're all thinking I'm. I've lost my mind. They're like, "All right." Who's calling the loony bin? Yeah. So, all right. Anyway, sorry about that. Uh, but yeah, we uh, actually, I think I'm going to save that now just to be just so we have it in its in the state it's supposed to be. There okay, we go. Okay. All right. All right. So, all right. Uh, Joe Santorsa is going to be joining us the Senate for Kenny uh, at the bottom of the second hour. And John is supposed to be here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, if his migraine got worse, then I can see why he wouldn't be. Um, hopefully he's sleeping it off. I have so many cool things about Felicia Day. I want to bounce off him, see what his thoughts are. But <laughs> oh, disappointed. Well, well, fun fact is that um, I actually they just released the soundtrack for the Return of Mystery Science Theater 2000. And uh, I, I, I did upload the new version of the theme song that features Felicia Day. And, of course, Har, oh, cool. Harmar Superstar. Um, uh, and I was going to tell him, do not listen to, to Midnight Sun tonight because you're not going to like what you hear. Oh. You, like, I want to, I want to, uh, uh, <laughs> I'd love to hear a little clip of Felicia Day into the, into the show every now and then. You know, something like, you know. Uh, I don't know. I, <laughs> well, I, I do have oh! some. Have you yeah. got anything from the, she sang a song? It was a little video. It was like, "Do you want to date my avatar?" No, I don't have that, but I do have some some of her, some of her clips from um, uh, the, the 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 Return of Mystery Science Theater. So, oh, my eyes are watering something fierce. Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. That's all right. Take a moment. I, I I don't know what's going on here. Okay. Oh, Link, wipe them out. And uh, while you're doing that, I'll just ask you. So last night you saw the link I posted about what John Fugelsang's ro droid truly is. And you seemed impressed. Yes, yes. Of course I'm impressed. You guys are amazing with that stuff. I have no talent like that. All right, here we go. Jacob! And I think I got this. 
And that's Felicia Day? Yeah, that's Felicia Day as King of Forrester. Oh, Hit okay. me with the jingle. <laughs> okay. And this is, of course, Patton Oswalt as TV son of TV's Frank. Do it! Cool. So, all right. Uh, but yeah, no, you guys do do such amazing things. And I look at that and it's like, you know, I wish I had a talent. I thought writing was my talent. Boy, was I wrong! Just find something you enjoy doing and get to it. I mean, I I really just got pretty good at making, fabricating figs and stuff. Um, it takes a while. I, I wasn't good, you know, but then the more I do something and I engineer and I figure out this is good, that's good. I enjoy working with paper clips. I'll cut a little piece of paper clips. <laughs> I'll st- Stick it into a fig. He is a master got, I, with paper clips. Let me tell you. Yeah. Yes, I'm, he is. I'll tell you. You know, because we have uh, figs. Uh, just, just for those that uh, don't know, they're fo- they're foreign pieces of metal, typically pewter or something called relatium or old school lead, and that they're very soft metals. Relatium's a little firmer, but when you just take a little dab of super glue or some epoxy and you jam the figs together, eh. It'll break on you. It'll, the wear and tear of holding them. So you got to do what's called pinning. You got to pin them. That takes a hair drill, and you hair drill into the joint, and then you hair drill into the part that you're putting into the joint. Then you take a paper clip, and you stab it into the fig, and you stab it into the point, and it just joins the two together. It makes a nice, solid strength. It really strengthens it really nice. No, and like I said, I, I, I am, uh, you know, you guys are just amazing at that stuff and i i wish i had that sort of talent you know but you know well we'll see uh but all right so uh john is still uh m-i-a he he did mention something about uh having migraines so um he may not be feeling well but his dog is doing okay very good so you know that's that's the good news the dog the 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 itty bitty beagle, beagle baby, because I just love saying that, <laughs> is doing okay as far as I know. Um, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, this makes me think of the itty bitty teeny weeny yellow polka dot bikini. Yeah. <laughs> itty bitty bitty weeny beagle. Anyway. Well, you know, I. What can My I say? My singing days are over, but you know, I can fake it. Oh, you, you, you've, you're, you're just fine, Miles. Come on. But uh, all right, so let's get started with the with the pain. Uh, no, no. Bring it. <laughs> uh, and why? Uh, that's not right. I cleared this. Well. That sucks. Just one second, because I thought I loaded everything, but apparently uh, the program that we use doesn't think I did it. So, oh, and we're also going to, we got some uh, some uh, some good polls. By that I mean, it's not good for Schittler. Oh, boy. You know, we're going to save those for Joe, we're going to save those for Joe, too. Um, okay. Just because I think... Uh, we're we're saving the like I said the the frequency one for Joe because I think I'm kind of hoping to maybe inspire a clown car. 
So do you want to talk politics with Joe and do the nerd stuff first? Sure. What do we get? What do we got for nerd talk? I didn't see any anything that stood out. Well, Thor stuff's coming. Yeah, that's good to watch. Uh, gosh, I don't know. Uh, well, uh, we, we were talking. We were talking Game of Thrones. Yes. Uh, so yeah. Uh, there may there there may be. Uh, uh, well, I, you know, well, how spoilery should we get? About Game of Thrones? Yeah. I, I don't know. I try not to be very spoily. Are we talking about the um, first season? Or I was just going to say, mentioning this big uh, Game of Thrones thing we're going to be doing in, the, in, in November. Oh, yeah. Well, well we're, yeah, that, that's okay. Yeah. Um, so... In no, sometime in the near future, uh, we're going to be doing um, a Game of Thrones special where we're going to. It's basically we. It's going to be at least one show, possibly two. Um, because uh, I think one show just isn't isn't going to be enough. To be honest. Um. So, Game of Thrones is a significant show. There's a lot that goes on in there, and I'm thinking in, that with intrigue. two, and I'm thinking that with two shows we could do it. Like, like I said, two se- two seasons a segment, and then or two seasons an hour. So a season a segment, and that we and then um, we can do like character discussion and you know some of the wor- you know stuff behind the world, and not just talk about you know, the seasons themselves, but, you know, dig deep. So that, that's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. Wes Smith is on board. Um, there will, I'm going to say this, it's There's going to be spoilers. So if you're worried about that, make sure you are caught up and, uh, you know, we will be taking contributors. Uh, like I said, so far we got Wes Smith. We're reaching out to Karskadden to see if he might be interested. Um, so, yeah, it's gonna be fun. Then, of course, the third, uh, the week of Halloween, All Hallows Eve. Um, it, we're gonna be doing our uh, Twin Peaks special, where we're gonna do uh, three hours of Twin Peaks talk. So, and of course, if I get the press pass for AWA, we'll have interviews from that as well. That would be cool. So with the Twin Peaks, we're going to be covering covering old and new Twin Peaks, right? Yes. Or just the new seasons. Okay. Seasons one, two, and three, the entire series. Okie dokie. And might I remind everyone that the series finale is tomorrow. It's going to be a two-parter. We haven't seen last week's episode yet. Well, you better get on it. Well. He still has to see the fir- the original Twin Peaks, so... Mm, let's not push it. <laughs> I mean, I, I get I get it's an inter- There's some interesting parts to the show, but there's some parts that I just feel like I'm like... Uh, I, 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 uh, like, alright. I, I get it. It's, it's quirky. It's got its things you like about it, but for me, I, I'm more into things like, you know... Uh... Who done it? Like Columbo. <laughs> Columbo. <laughs> oh. Alright. Don't knock uh, Columbo. I'm not knocking Columbo. I love Peter Falk. I feel like you were knocking Columbo. 
I love Peter Falk. Columbo hater. Oh, for fuck's Col- sake. Columbist. Columbist? <laughs> oh, well, you know. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we got some science stack, too. Courtesy of uh, I fucking love science, which is true. We all fucking love science here on uh, Indie Media Weekly Radio. <laughs> and math. I'm pretty good at that math, too. Uh, I suck at math. I know. Uh, <laughs> Would you like uh, to know how I know? How do you know? And am I going to regret asking? Well, yeah, it's, it's uh, September. This is the ninth, the beginning of the ninth month, and you said we're three quarters of the way through with a year. We've only gone through eight months. Eight out of twelve is two thirds. At the Shit. end of September, it'll be seventy-five percent, which is means within we'll be at three quarters. So, yes. Shit. You're welcome. <laughs> Hold on, I got a new clip for. I, I got a new. I used to tutor math. It's okay. <laughs> I've got a new drop for that. For the. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> All right. Uh, the uh, the headline from I fucking love science is the deeper howler monkeys call, the smaller their balls, <laughs> which suddenly yeah. makes Trump supporters make so much sense. <laughs> <laughs> they gotta compensate somehow. <laughs> oh. Um, Look at me! Pay attention to me! Yeah. Uh, according to uh, I fucking love science, like I said, we all fucking love science here. New researchers found that the deeper of a male howler monkey's call, the smaller his balls. Quote, we've been interested for quite some time about the, voc- the vocalizations howler monkeys make. University of Utah's Leslie Knapp explained to I fucking love science. Because if you go to the field and you study these primates in Mexico or other parts of Central or South America, you can't help but notice the loudness of the calls. Unquote. What they found was that the species of howler monkeys who made the loudest and deepest calls also had the smallest testes and vice versa. Wow. <laughs> so again... Can you imagine so- being the scientist that's responsible for having the decibel meter, right? And you're recording the howler monkey for how long they are. And then you're also responsible for, you know, acquiring said howler monkey. I imagine after it's passed or had a tragic accident or gotten drunk off of some drunk off of berries, I suppose. And then you said, you know what? I'm going to castrate it. And then you're responsible for measuring the weight of the testicles. No, no, come on. I'm sure there are other ways to measure the size of their, their balls. I mean, but can you imagine? I'm all ears, less, less... guy. Tell me how you would do it. Well, we don't measure human balls by castrating them. How, how do you do it? I, I'm not a doctor! <laughs> what? Look, can you just uh, imagine, though, being, going on a date with someone like this? Yes, I am. I measure howler monkey testicles for a living. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's for that, science. That's... 
All right, all right. So the article goes on to say, and this difference in testicle size is further reflected in how the monkeys organize themselves socially. Those species with deeper calls and smaller balls live in single male, multi-female groups. This means he has less competition for mates and so only needs to produce a limited amount of sperm. <laughs> for the species right. that have less deep vocalizations, the opposite is true in that the monkeys live in multi-male and multi-female groups. This means that the fellas have to compete with lots of other males and thus producing lots of sperm to out-compete the others is an advantage. This is a pattern seen time and time again with primates across the world, including Trump supporters. I bet you that if someone did a conclusive study about the size of Trump supporter balls, that the conclusion would be they're uh, they're pretty teeny tiny. I I have no evidence to counter your argument, so I'll accept that is true. <laughs> uh, somewhere, Bill Nye is shaking his head at us, saying. That just makes no fucking sense. I mean, it's just bullshit. Fuck. Oh my. Oh my, my. Don't say that, Bill. I love science and I love you. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. Monkey's balls, won't you? <laughs> I I can just guess at the terminology and the grant application for that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> the the people who produce I have never seen the word testes used that much. <laughs> well, uh, I know I know the proper method of castrating a goat, as demonstrated by Mike Rowe. But other than that, I, I'm not that much of an expert on it. I do not like Mike Rowe. It's, so, on, it's on YouTube, people. Look it up. It's worth. I am look. not going Something. to look it up. I'm not giving Mike Rowe my precious view. That you, you guy's a hack. Him, you don't you don't want to see him take a, a, a goat testicle in the mouth, really? No. Okay. No. Pass. Even if I liked Mike, Rowe, <laughs> I would still pass. All right. The headline is uh, again from I fucking love science! Exclamation point. In just over a million years, our solar system will contain two stars. So you might want to put on some SPF fifty thousand sunscreen. <laughs> If, if it will be a then, binary system. Uh, well, if, if, I'm, if I'm alive, then I have much more worries on my mind than two stars. <laughs> all right. Uh, an astronomer has predicted that our sun may have more, many more close encounters with other stars than we thought, which may have major implications for life on Earth. Uh, Corin Baylor Jones from the Max Planck Institute for Astronomy in Germany used data from ESA's Gaia satellite to monitor the motion of more than 300,000 stars. From this, he modeled how a total of 1 billion stars in our galaxies might move over time. The findings are published in the journal Astronomy and Astrophysics, which is probably far more complicated than I could ever hope to understand. That's me talking, not the, not the article. <clears throat> he found that our sun experiences quote-unquote close encounters with between 490 and 600 stars every million years. Close here is defined as uh, 16.3 light years or 5 parsecs. For much closer and potentially damaging encounters, 6.5 light years or 2 parsecs, he predicts about 87,000 years, almost double previous estimates. Um, 
while other stars like Proxima Centauri within this range, it should be noted that they are considerably lower mass than other stars predicted to encounter our sun. Uh, so the danger is that a passing star could perturb the Oort cloud. I hate it when my Oort cloud is perturbed. A region yeah. of comets thought to extend up to a light year from our sun. If the star is massive enough or comes close enough, it could send comets our way, potentially causing extinction-level events. I'm pretty sure it's like a star entering our system's extinction-level event already. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> That's no moon. Oh, it's another star! We're screwed! <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. Uh, now... Would you like some to hear some science in a science fiction kind of way that I think Neil deGrasse Tyson and Bill Nye are both wrong about? Uh, sure. Rocket, you turkey. Maybe we should take a break because it's going to take a while. To oh, geez. It's already time for the break. That's right, because we pissed away like the first 10 minutes because I forgot to turn you, turn you guys on. I'm sorry I didn't turn you on, Michelle. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I talk to perfect. myself all the time anyway, so I'm good. <laughs> all right, so we're going to go to break and we come back. We're going to talk about the. Oh, oh, did you guys hear? Someone is suing Neil deGrasse Tyson. No. Oh, no. Oh, we'll talk about that. I'm, I'm, I'd like to hear that. We got to, you know, you do not fuck with Neil deGrasse Tyson, man. Well,. I would, and I'll tell you about that after the break, but not in a uh, way that you would be sued over. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you very, thank you very much. <clears throat> Let's just uh, real quickly slap this break together. We're going we're gonna to make it short, so I think we're going to do Atomic Fire. We'll make it Atomic Fire size. But uh, thanks for, for, for the assist on that, uh, Miles. I... All right, we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber. Yeah, but I didn't want to drive him to murder. I just wanted to show him that his entire philosophical outlook on life is flawed and that the fundamental beliefs and ideologies he holds so dearly are trivial so he'll start crying himself to sleep like the rest of us. I'm not a monster. Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber at Indie Media Weekly Radio.
Hi, this is Tim Coromall from The Tim Coromall Show, and you are listening to IndieMediaWeekly.com. Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. Stay with me and experience the glory of Plaid Sundays, two gigantic hours of grunge running from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Eastern, here on Indie Media Weekly. Whether it's the distorted guitars or the emotive lyricism, few can deny the lasting influence of a genre that dressed down a generation. So turn it on and get inspired. It works for me, and I know that I'm not the only one. Plaid Sundays, only on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Ciao. Yeehaw! Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Come on down to Southern Progressive Revival to hear the best and worst of Southern politics once again. We've got all brand new 2016 episodes for the low, low price of 100% free and tons of extras, including guests, rants, and flustered hosts and co-hosts. Think your credit ain't good enough? We don't care. Think you don't have nothing to hear since you ain't from the South? Well, that ain't right. You reckon that Yankee pick feller's got more class than us? Well, that might be true. But let's do this. Come listen to Southern Progressive Revival live every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Indie Media Weekly, Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Come now and we'll throw in a free pine tree air freshener. Wow. Hi, I'm Tim Cormall, host of The Tim Cormall Show. And I'm Joe Santorsa, co-host and head mechanic of The Clown Car Garage. Each week, our guests join a roundtable discussion of the political news of the week and peek into the GOP circus tent. And of course, no circus is complete without clowns. And each week, I inspect the clown car to see what obnoxious fumes they have been spreading all around the country. So join us each week. Admission is free, but just one word of caution. If you see the GOP clown car, get out of the way. They're terrible drivers. Hey, Joe, what was that? Uh, I think we just lost another clown car. Tune in for the Tim Coromall Show on Indie Media Weekly Radio, Mondays and Wednesdays at 8.30 a.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly Radio. IndieMediaWeekly.com Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. The ideal teacher, a man of grit and character whom none have the heart to kill. Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert at Indie Media Weekly Radio. Doesn't stop him from trying, let me tell you. John's been trying to kill me for six years. Six years! And he still hasn't gotten to do it. Anyway, joining us, as always, are the great city of Port St. Lucie, Florida, the GM, Galaxy Master of Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert, Miles Lagan. Yes, hello. Thank you. Hello. Hi. And also joining us out of uh, Port St. Lucie, Florida, Michelle, the... <coughs> Sorry. Mm. There. Mm. Clever thought. The... Uh, DM, dun- Rogue DM, Dungeon Master of Mike Check Radio, Michelle Legon. Hello, hello. And I'm ready to go. 
All right. So before the break, Miles teased something about uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson and Bill Nye. You aren't going to insult my 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 you know man crushes, are you? No, no. If anything, I hope that I would encourage you to meet with them so you can be the first to reveal their error in thinking. So is this part of is this part of some elaborate plot to get me? Is this part of some elaborate plot to get me arrested on my next visit to New York City? Well, John failed to get you killed, but I imagine I'll succeed by getting you to go up against Neil deGrasse Tyson with science. Go Go for it. Go for it. All right. Let me hold on. I need to cancel my push to talk button so I can just stream of consciousness this thing. Okay, very good. Here we go. Now, first, you need to under uh, let's just uh, I need to paint a picture. So let's imagine we have a nice big body of water and there's a whirlpool uh, in the center of it. A nice big, it's just a constant draw of water. It's draining down somewhere, creating this vortex of uh, constantly moving water towards the center. Now, you want to move from one side of this body of water to the other. And this vortex is in the way, right? Now, you've got two boats. One boat has a top speed of, you know, it's like a, a power boat, a cigar boat, one of those drug-running boats. It, it tops like 80 miles an hour. And this other boat is something that only tops uh, 20. It's got a little outboard motor on it. It doesn't go very fast at all. So, the small boat, uh, because the vortex, the pull of the vortex will get stronger towards the center, you're not going to want to risk getting too close to the center of this vortex. So you're going to take a wide path around the outside of this whirlpool to get to the other side. Whereas the cigar boat, it can ignore this uh, pulling effect of the vortex much more so than the slower boat. And it will cut a path shaving closer, not directly through the center, that's bad, but shaving closer through the whirlpool and the pulling effect to get to the other side. Therefore, the faster vehicle travels a shorter distance because it doesn't have to go take a, such a circumference-type route. That makes sense so far? Yes. Okay, good. Now, expand this out to something on a planetary scale, like, say, a gas giant, like Jupiter. So you're on one moon of Jupiter, and there's a moon on the other side of Jupiter that has another human base, and you need to run some supplies. And you've got two vehicles to do it. One has a nice, really spiffy engine, and the other one, not so nice. It's efficient, but you're definitely not faster. So the one ship that's super fast can just go boom and just fly right across the skim of the surface of of uh jupiter you know and because the the gravitational effect of jupiter is very strong but because with all of its speed it can it has what's called um uh what's the what's the term called when you got to escape earth's uh gravitational force terminal escape escape velocity thank you so this faster vehicle has a, a better escape velocity potential, and therefore it can get closer to Jupiter and still manage to pull away from this gravitational field. And therefore, the, the slower vehicle has to go farther out around Jupiter, and therefore it takes a longer time for it to make the path versus the faster one. So following me so far, see the, the correlation, the, the similarities between those two? Yes, I understand. Excellent. Now... 
kick it up to a black hole. Right? Same basic principle. Huge sucking force in a black hole. It is the king of all sucking forces, right? Well, no, I'd say that's Trump. Oh, all right. Point all right, taken. We'll, we'll, we'll imagine. Yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. All right. King all of right. all sucking so forces. Now, Go. Right. Now, remember in Star Wars where Han Solo said he made the Kessel Run, which, spoiler alert, deals with dodging around black holes. He did it in under 12 parsecs, which Neil deGrasse Tyson and Bill Nye said, that's bullcrap because that's a distance. That's not time. Obviously, Han Solo's ship is fast enough that it can skirt closer to these black holes than a slower ship. Therefore, yes. shorter distance. So, Right. That's what the, that's what he meant by parsecs is how many, how, what the distance how total for his trip, it, you know, for the customer is. So, I know. Yeah. That's my point. I know. Yeah. And Neil deGrasse Tyson and Bill Nye are like, no, it's distance. That doesn't mean that, you know, a faster ship would do it in less time. Like, <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, well no, yes, the, obviously less time, but, too. But Neil deGrasse Tyson has also knocked the original Star Wars for pass, supposedly passing off Parsec as a unit of time, not distance. And the fact matter is, no, they weren't passing off a parsec as time. They it was being used as a me measurement of what the total distance for that Kessel Run was. That's my point. Okay, so then we're in agreement. Very good. Yep. All right. Now, Neil deGrasse is suing somebody. Yes. Oh, getting sued by somebody. Yes, he is. In fact, I, I just had the the story. Why do I have a story about Tony Basil of Mickey? Okay, there we go. Oh, just a just a quick thing. Everyone listening to this show has my permission to go ahead and take on Neil deGrasse and and Bill Nye with the way I just explained it. No, no, I'm not claiming any. Uh, you know, just don't here. mention they, my go, name. Go for it. And, and and if they say if they give you any trouble, just tell them Adam Hebert sent you. <laughs> you bastard! <laughs> All right. Uh, this is from the Onions AVclub.com. So AVclub.com. Neil deGrasse Tyson's former business partner is suing him. What? You're going after science icon Neil deGrasse Tyson? Take, you know, oh, right. uh, Tyson is being sued by a former business partner who's accusing the celebrity astronomer. Wrong, wrong. He's an astrophysicist of fraudulently pushing him out of a talk show they created together and using his phot photographs, I almost said photographies, photographs without copyright or permission. The case is being brought against Tyson by David Gamble, one of the co-creators of the podcast turned web video turned TV series Star Talk. That's a lot to say. Podcast turned web video turned TV series. Boom! Nailed it! In which Tyson discusses science topics through interviews with various celebrities. Gamble's attorneys say that Tyson and fellow co-creator Heather Maso, Matsos began systematically excluding him from the show after he began undergoing daily dialysis treatment for a kidney disorder, ultimately prompting him to sell his share of the store of the store of the show on the understanding that Tyson would soon be leaving it anyway. Instead, Star Talk landed a TV deal with National Geographic where it debuted its third season last September. Gamble also contends that uh, Tyson has used photographs G Gamble took of him for promotional materials, both for Star Talk and for his various lives, live appearances. Gamble is suing 
Tyson for copyright infringement, fraud, and breach of contract. I'm going to be honest here. This is 10 tons of bullshit in a one-pound one capacity bag. Okay. First of all, he contends that he was uh, forced out because uh, he was undergoing daily dialysis. Yes, that tends to happen when you're no longer a reliable person. And I'm not saying he should have just said, I'm not getting dialysis, but the smart thing to do would have been to sell his share of the show. If you can't do meet your burden, it, there's nothing wrong in saying, I can't do this anymore. I'm selling you my share of the program. So I don't see how that's a valid claim in court. Second, I don't know where this understanding that Tyson was going to be leaving uh, Star Talk. I've listened to Star Talk for years. I love Star Talk. I've never had the impression that Neil deGrasse Tyson is leaving. He never once talked about leaving. So if this guy thought Neil deGrasse Tyson was leaving Star Talk when he sold his shares of the show, that's because he thought that. Again, how is that actionable in a court of law? I assumed. You know what happens when you make when you assume you make an ass out of me and you. I, I'm I'm at a loss, if I may, about when he sold his shares, thinking that Neil deGrasse was leaving. Also, what has that got to do with selling your shares? Where's the correlation? He probably figured that the show would tank without Neil deGrasse Tyson, and that it would go oh. off the air. Well, that's a fair assessment. Did this all happen possibly when they were doing Cosmos? Uh, I think this is from like 2011, so no, that's a little too early. Okay. I thought that um, might have been a uh, factor. And finally, this idea that Tyson used pictures Gamble took of him, guess what? They're his pictures. You took them of him. He has the right to his image. Oh, yeah, I don't see. I don't see this guy having a leg to stand on on that. Now, now, hold on. Now, I will say that if, especially if Neil deGrasse Tyson paid for those pictures, no, he doesn't have a leg to stand on. You know, I, my, the guy I turn to to regularly draw my story characters, you know, he he owns the copyright. You own the character. He owns the copyright of the, of the art. You can buy the copyright for the art from him for you know like twenty bucks per picture. Yeah. Um, and if you know, if if Neil deGrasse Tyson purchased those pictures, he owns the rights to them. And even if he didn't, let's say he paid for them, but he didn't buy the rights, they're his image. He owns his image. You can't claim a copyright over someone else's image. That's like me saying I own Miles because he's on my radio show. I'll give you a good deal on him. <laughs> What's the mileage? Oh, it's 20 years now, so, you know, <laughs> getting up there. <laughs> I just, I mean, this is just money-grubbing bullshit. The guy's jealous that he decided to get out early, and he's trying he, to make himself feel better. He's picking on a science icon, and it's not going to work. Yeah, this, this man contractual stuff and science stuff, but yeah, I don't see how this guy. It does sound like bitter. Yeah, bitter, it's uh, sour bitter grapes. Yeah, sour grapes. Look, gamble. 
let me let me give you some advice. You do not want the piss nerds off, okay? We are an angry bunch of people, likely stemming from the fact that we were bullied in high school, we got shoved in the lockers, double jock locks, book dump, swirlies. We're very angry people! Heck, the nerd community was really angry with Neil deGrasse Tyson anyways when Pluto got downgraded. You remember that big brouhaha? Let's be, let's be honest here. That wasn't just Neil deGrasse Tyson. They, they they release standards for what a planet what for what could be considered a planet Pluto no longer no longer applied Theref- therefore it got downgraded there are eight and- planets in the solar system but nine sailor senshi right and he well he was he was the face and the celebrity of astrophysics that actually you know got most of the press announcing that Pluto had gotten downgraded, and that's why he received all the heat for it. And yet, and yet, Sailor Pluto hasn't been downgraded. They will pry her staff from her cold, dead hands! I kind of like Pluto. I mean, I, I haven't watched any of the show, so I couldn't really tell you which one's better. I just go by physical looks. Uh, Mars is my by far my preference. Pluto's a very close second. That's wait, wait, a, Sailor Mars or, or the planets? Sa- yeah, Sailor Mars. Oh, okay. As far I'm, as the, I'm just looking at the anime and you know which one right, to me, I'm no, like. My what my two. I favorites. do the same thing on Bleach. You know, like you know which one of the sub lieutenants do I like the best? And I'm sorry to say, it's the from uh, Captain of Squad Twelve. Her his lieutenant is like, oh, that that's Squad, that's a uh, Squad Twelve. Who who was that again? Was that that's not Zoraki? The science guy. Oh him, yeah. That guy's a that guy's a, a nut. He's a dick. But his <laughs> lieutenant, Ooh. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, like I said, this this is just money grubbing, money grubbing bullshittery. Yeah, you know. there's there. Yeah, it sounds like there's a lot of bitterness. Right, and, he's uh, he's uh, mad. That, look, maybe they shouldn't have kind of you know sidelined him. You know, I mean, of course, there are disability laws and medical laws, but I mean, the fact matters. If you like, I said, if you can't do your, if you can't meet your obligations, the sensible thing to do is sell your share of the show. He was unable to, you know, no one forced him to sell his shares. And this idea that he thought Neil deGrasse—that's bullshit. I've been, like I said, I have been listening to his show for probably the past five years. And I have never once, even when they were doing Cosmos, never once did he talk about even thinking about leaving. I mean, the guy has basically turned his office at the Hayden Planetarium into a mini radio studio. That takes money that he that he probably had to pay for out of his pocket. Well, I do know they have a Patreon account, so. Well, you know, and, uh, you know, well, yeah, uh, but I mean, I think that's money well spent. If it if that gets if the, if Star Talk gets one kid interest in science, that's money well spent. Definitely. But this idea that, you know, David Gamble, you know, like I said, he sold his shares. That's the end of his legal claim. Now, if they pushed him out and just said you're done, clean out your desk by you know closing, he may have a legal leg to stand on. But he sold his shares, 
The idea, like I said, the idea that he thought Neil deGrasse Tyson was going to leave soon—that's that's not a politically uh, a legally relevant claim. And that's, you know, if, if they if they had unless, done something really really rude, like delivered him his uh, the legal papers at, uh, while he was in his hospital bed. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, that was Newt Gingrich. Yeah. So. No. Well, yeah, that was Newt Gingrich. <laughs> you know, if if they pulled a Newt Gingrich, yes, I can understand that I'm going to court. But the fact of the matter is that they probably pulled him aside and said, "Look, we know you're going through a tough time, but the fact of the matter is that we we need to be able to count on you, and we can't right now. So." You probably need money, sell your share of the program, and we're done. You know, yeah. I think he's just mad because he sees that Star Talk is on TV and making a lot of money, and he's like, shit, I deserve a piece of that pie. No, you don't. You did, and you got it. You got your share. Bye-bye. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I, my prediction is this is going to get literally, not figuratively, laughed out of court yeah I, I don't see it ha- I don't see it having any legal legs yeah I, I, I don't either but it. you know what we also thought Donald Trump wouldn't become you know um, that word <laughs> I, I refuse oh. to acknowledge him as as that word all right uh, final nerd uh, we're going to start politics next but final nerd story Tony Basil of Mickey fame is suing basically everyone again from the AV club uh, Tony Basil, the esteemed choreographer whose 1981 hit Mickey elevated into the world of unkillable 80s earworms, <laughs> went on the warpath today, issuing a lawsuit against Disney, South Park, Viacom, and Forever 21 for what she's calling an unauthorized use of her iconic song. Okay. Tony, you don't fuck with the House of Mouse. <laughs> you don't do that. <laughs> It's not going to end well for you. Well. That's a hard thing to do. Uh, mu- music copyrights are a thing. I don't know what the, she's suing them for what they, I don't know what they did that she's suing them for, or allegedly did, I should say. So, eh, whatever, you know. It, this is one of those things where either uh, Disney will say, you know what, it's cheaper to give her this amount of money than to pay the uh, attorneys to go to court and fight it. So she might get a little something-something, but I don't know. Yeah. This is ridiculous, though. I mean, my my response, to, you know, if I were Disney, my, you know, I, I would, you know, I mean, this this is her. I guess I could be stupider, but it'd be hard. So, uh, I mean, she used the song Mickey, and then, so Disney took that song and, and made it about Mickey Mouse? It seems that way. Okay. And I guess South Park satired it at some point. Yeah, but I mean that's yeah. things that with South Park she doesn't have legally to stand by stand yeah, on no, because sat- satire is satire is considered fair use. Parody is considered fair use. Yeah. See, and this is why there yeah. needs to be set standards for fair use. You know, like, do you know how many videos I had pulled off the air, you know, because people would file copyright claims over, for example, the Battle Hymn of the Republic? Yeah. Really? <laughs> it's like the birth 
birthday song for the longest because time. They, was, because uh, you, when you yeah. file a complaint with YouTube, they don't take the look, the time to look at and say, okay, does this guy actually own the rights to this? They're like, ah, well, you know, he wouldn't file a claim if he didn't mean it. So, uh, yeah, we're just going to pull the plug. And every time it happened, wow. I would be like, expletive deleted. Huh. And then we finally said, you know what? Fuck you, YouTube. We're going audio only. In your face, I win. Nanny, nanny, boo, boo, etc., etc. Oh, Are you okay, Miles? Am I abusing, yeah, yeah, no, my, am I abusing my box? No, no, no. rock it. Nail I'm sorry. I'm it. sorry. I'm a bit. I'm a bit. Uh, Laffy today because this is I'm off this weekend. I got to go in on Monday. I I'm, I got to go in on Monday, but that's that's a small price to pay to not have to to be able to slow walk into the show to be able to take my time and mm, yeah yeah let's get this done right. So You're going into work or to look at your schedule? No no I work on Monday. Wow your door your your store's open on Labor Day. Yeah, we're we're only closed on uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas. Those are the two two days of the year our store is closed. Now, I personally think we should be closed on the Fourth of July. See, that's the thing is that <clears throat> when you're open on holidays, your 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 payroll is huge. And like on Fourth of July, remember, I work on a military base. That place is a fucking ghost town during the Fourth of July. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, sometimes, you know, sometimes it's better to cut, you know, but they have this idea, we must be available for the troops. But what if the troops aren't available for us? Well, I'm going to be, you know, I'll be on standby on Effective Monday, but I don't work. I mean, they could call me in. They'll be paying double time and a half, but yeah. I, double I time and a half? You lucky bastard. Well, I only get double time. Well, it, it's, uh, it's, it's. Effectively, uh, I get paid for the day, so that's time, and then you know overtime is paid at time and a half, so time plus time and a half is double time and a half. Wow, I need to break into your business. Retail sucks. Yeah. Now, so I don't want them to call me. I don't want to go in on Labor Day. I'd rather play Talisman with you. Ah. Ah, my thank you, Miles. You're welcome. All right, so we're going to go to break, and we come back, we'll start talking politics. we got some great stuff. Joe Santoris at the bottom of the hour. Kenny, I'm waiting to hear from Kenny to see if he's going to join us uh, via phone. Uh, so, are, so are, are we going to actually be talking about Trump and how he actually touched some of the hurricane uh, refugees today? <laughs> or was it this... This, uh, yes, today. yes, we're gonna we're yeah. gonna be talking about the greatest American zero. Ah, I, I want I want to make sure Joe hears hears that jingle because I worked hard on that, damn it, and yeah, I want did. Joe's approval. So, yeah, but uh, yeah, Joe Santoris at the bottom of the hour. John will hopefully wake up sometime before the show ends. <laughs> So you can show him your new uh, Felicia Day uh, clips. Yeah. 
Oh, I do not understand his visceral hate of Felicia Day. I loved her as Kinga Forrester in the Mystery Science Theater. Yeah. I just like her generally. So. Well, yeah, she's, she, you know, she's, she strikes me as a really nice person. Good mother, you know, newborn daughter, Calliope. Named her, oh, come kept, on. Yeah. Hmm? How she awesome. quiet. Yes, yes, she did. so quiet. <laughs> yeah, but how, how awesome, Mother, do you have to be to name your kid after a muse from Greek mythology? Oh, no, that was great, yep. It's not the instrument, yeah. people. It's it's the muse. Well, you know that name will be nicknamed into, like, Callie or something like that. So what? A lot of syllables. I know. I'm just saying. I had a nickname growing up as a child. I hated it, but, you know, it's what it is. You can't do much with Adam. No, I mean, not really. I, I just, I just go by Adam Kuhn because that's. Would you like? Ed, would you like me to try? Uh, will I regret it if I say yes? Okay, well, let's just say no. <laughs> I knew it. You are trying to get me. All right, we'll be right back after this here on Mike Check Radio. You're listening to. Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber. That's the end of Act One. Intermission time. Go get some snacks! Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber at Indie Media Weekly Radio. starts in two minutes.
The show starts in one minute. Attention, people of Earth. What's going Attention, on there? people of Earth. Do not be alarmed. Stand by for an important message. Stand by for an important message. And now, Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. Oh, please let it be fantastic. Of course. Yes, yes, yes. It's rather good, isn't it? Hey, I'm just enjoying the show. Inconceivable! I can't take it anymore! There's no need for that attitude. Don't make me go to the larder and unseal a tin whoop-ass. We came, we saw, we kicked it ass. How freaking cool is that shit? Great Scott! I reject the reality and substitute my own. Nice, right? I learned that one from you, guy. Bang it out. <laughs> we are going live. Yeah. Feel free to hang around for a while. Oh, God, this makes me happy. Hey, we're back, baby. We're back. Joining me as always are the great city of Port St. Lucie, Florida, the rogue DM, a.k.a. Dungeon Master of Mike Track Radio with Adam Hebert, Michelle Legon. Hello, hello. And also joining us out of Port St. Lucie, Florida, the Galaxy Master or GM, Miles Legon. Greetings. Hello, hello. Hello. Oh, she just said that. <laughs> it's okay. Still waiting here from Kenny. Still waiting for John to wake up. Joe Santorsa in at the bottom of the hour. Let's get started with some political deep hurting. Deep hurting. Deep hurting. Because uh, I labored mightily to provide you this audio bounty. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> it did Nothing it again. Wrong. It did it again. You mean we weren't broadcasting? You're talking by yourself? No, I'm saying my the audio that oh, here it is. No, we're 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 good. Hold on one second. Say something. Something and then something again. Okay, yeah, oh, we're yeah. good. Alright, I found I, yeah, we're good, we're good. I was about to say fuck. All right, let's, uh, I, you know, we got, <laughs> let's talk about Alex Jones. Jones? Jones! Because this guy is an asshole. 
I mean, don't get me wrong, he's a complete total psycho, a liar, a swindle, a cheat, a thief. He's also a massive asshole. Uh, and then some. Yeah, I mean, calling him an asshole is an understatement. It's offensive to assholes to count him as an asshole. But we're going to do it anyway for, for the sake of brevity. The man's an asshole, sir. Gunner's mate, first class, Philip asshole. Uh, here he is talking about the Islam. Linda Sarsour and the left have been caught everywhere collecting money saying it's for hurricane victims and it's going directly to super PACs that have zero to do with it and admit that it's, quote, to turn Texas blue. And then it's worse, the women's march group that she ran that got $287 million last year alone from George Soros that ran the marches trying to block folks getting into here Trump's inauguration. She is raising millions of dollars saying it's for the hurricane and not one red stink and sense going to it. They have a name for that. And it gets worse. I sure hope Alex Jones has proof of these claims because you know what they have we know what you know they have a term for that when you uh, lie about someone maliciously. Yep. You know it's called slander. That's spoken, right? Libelous uh, print. Slander is spoken. Libelous print. Yeah. Okay. Good. Print. Thank you. Thank you. Important safety tip. Thanks, Egon. Yeah. You know, I'm just waiting for Game of Thrones season eight so I can finally use that in relation to Jon Snow. <laughs> Oops. I shouldn't oh, yeah. have used. <laughs> I shouldn't have used that drop or that joke. But see, I was right about Daenerys expecting an early winter with lots of snow. Yep. Woo! What up, Bob? I'm here all week. Tell your friends. Uh, try the waitress to the veal, as Kenny would say. All right, here's uh, here's cut two from Alex Jones. Let's relight my balls. Maybe stay, say stupid shit. The Women's March came out and said, whatever you do, don't give it to any organization that white people get money from. <laughs> I mean, they are the most flagrant, racist-baiting scum of the earth. And let me tell you, this isn't white virtue signaling for me to say this. It's mainly weirdo professors and white people running this. But she is an Islamicist, radical, jihad dirtbag with family in prison in Israel. And she supports genital mutilation and everything else. And they tell pro-life women, don't march in our marches. But under Islam, they'll execute you for abortion. One of the only good things in Islam. We'll be right back. Stay with us. More straight ahead. Okay. So first of all, one of the only good things about Islam, according to him, is that they'll kill you if you engage in behavior they don't like. Huh. Where have we seen that behavior from, Michelle? Shocker. Yeah, that does sound familiar. Um, maybe it's from half of his audience. Yeah, well, I'm, 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 tr I'm probably being a little mean there, but some of his audience. Is I, well would, known for doing I would, I would say some. Nah, I think fifty percent is is actually lowballing, and I think it's closer to seventy-five to eighty percent. Yeah, but I, I try to be nice about it, so I'm gonna just say some of his his uh, listeners are probably involved in those sort of activities. Yes. All right, we got a little bit more from the esteemed Mr. Jones. Jones, 
Jones! I, I think we got a new drop. <laughs> All right, uh, here we go. Alex Jones is going to suggest again that Michelle Obama is a man. Shut the fuck up, you massive asshole. I mean, I will understand. I will say this. I can kind of understand why he would think that because Michelle is more of a man than Alex Jones will ever be. But that's not well, saying much since, you know, he's pretty much a, you know, a pussy. You know, I'm not saying that to make a, you know, a transgender joke. I'm saying that, you know, with Alex Jones, the bar for manliness is pretty darn low since he's basically a giant white blob. Yep. You guys seen that old video game, right? My, me, you know, a boy in his blob. Mm, not coming to mind. Yeah. Really? Okay, never mind. It was ridiculously hard. It was stupid hard. All right, here we go. Alex Jones. Alex Jones! Well, ladies and gentlemen, Chelsea Clinton. Who admits in the WikiLeaks they robbed 97% of the money from the Haitians and killed people. She says we're killing people. She's saying that Michelle Obama or Michael Obama is everything this site will never be. Honorable, brave, beloved, beautiful. Don't need to watch an awful video to know that. Ha! This is video shot by one of their fans where she looks like she's either got a rubber snake in her pants uh, or she is could be a major porn star in Hollywood, okay? And I'm not putting trannies down. Uh, so, so here's the deal. Joan Rivers said this and died. And none of the media will even cover that she had dinner with the Obamas. She was friends with them. And she was all for it, saying it's great that Obama's gay and, and that he's got a tranny wife. And it's a big joke on America. And then she died. But they don't ever show in the reports that I'm saying Joan Rivers said it. I was never sure. It was kind of a joke to me. I never created it. But now there's footage they're trying to pull off the Internet where I guess she didn't tuck it between her legs or whatever, you know, like right out of Silence of the Lambs. It rubs the lotions on the skin. Oh, you know, I'd like me a little bit. Oh, yeah. I, look, see it for yourself. Here's the footage. It's going to go to number one on YouTube. If they try to take it down, you know it's the end of free speech because I'm covering what people were already covering, and here comes Michelle Obama walking like a man, looking like a linebacker, way bigger than Obama, big hands, big head, and man... I guess she's a devil then. Maybe it's a forked tail. Okay. So first of all, typical conservative. It's not my fault. I'm not saying it. Someone else said it. What he what he's not saying is that Joan Rivers was a comedian. He's he's insinuating that Michelle Obama is a man that is pretending to be a woman. Yes. And I'm pretty sure the science is uh, that, that the children that Obama, you know, Barack and Michelle created. We've been, we've are, been over this before. Just what? But, okay, this guy is full of shit. We've been over and this that's before. that's an insult to shit. Yeah, that is. But we've been over this before. Republicans are blinded by science. And oh. hatred. And hatred, yes. But, but science, too. But, I mean, you know, this is, cla again, classic conservative. Look over here! It's a huge distracted thing! It's a giraffe with the head of Larry Hagman! 
I got that from Mystery Science Theater. Don't mind me. But, but the point is, Michelle Obama is not in the White House anymore. Instead, we've got the Ice Queen who shows up to hurricane relief in six-inch stiletto heels. Yeah, that's a big. Uh, they can't. He can't talk up Trump, so he's got to continuously try to talk down the previous president. And his so. wife, his beautiful, gorgeous wife, who I would marry if she were single. Yeah. Did that, just, that creep people guy... out? I'm sorry. <laughs> I think no, Michelle she... Obama's beautiful. She is? Oh, she's Smart. Funny. That wasn't a question. That you was know, an agreement. You know. Uh-oh. I think Miles has a date with the with the rolling pin later tonight. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Uh, here's the second I'm clip. Good. Here's the second clip. You know Michelle is a trans... I'm sorry. She's a what? A transgender. We all know. Oh, my gosh. Is this final proof that Michelle Obama is a man? That's what the headlines are reading across the Internet. I first saw this headline last night, and since then, the video has gone super viral across YouTube All right, and other platforms. All right, so he's basically accusing Michelle Obama of being a transgender man and also of killing comedy icon Joan Rivers. Oh. I mean... I got nothing. I don't know. This guy is just a... a... Uh, I wish I wish he could say he's an idiot. He's not. This is malice. There is only is, one reaction. There is only one reaction to anything Alex Jones says, and that's a... Fuck. This guy's a tool. I mean, he's... Now, he's that's a, he's a, a... that is an insult to snap on! Wow. What a, what a, I don't know bad words. I got to make a new bad word for this guy. Wow. He can go Bannon. He can go Steve Bannon himself. How's that? (laughs) All right. All right. Let's do, uh, hmm. I think we'll save the debate thing from Hillary and the follow-up from um, someone. I forget who. Uh, for when Joe gets here. So, uh, bu- 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 more bu- nerd stuff? What? More nerd stuff? No, 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 no. We're not going back to nerd talk for now. If Kenny shows up, maybe. So, have you noticed that now that it's a red state that got hit by a terrible hurricane, there are no demands that it has to, that the spending has to be offset. Texas gets whatever it needs. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not for pointless suffering. I am not saying the people of Texas should suffer. Although I will say they kind of did make their bed by voting for people who don't believe in the basic science of climate change. Who said, yes, let's keep building Houston up and make it a bigger target for hurricanes. Let's tear down the swampland that acts as a giant sponge for floodwaters because we need more oil refineries. So, I mean, 
I'm not saying they deserve to suffer, but I'm saying that they, you know, there is some accountability there as well. That if they hadn't continually overbuilt Houston, that this stuff wouldn't have happened to the degree it has. However, the fact is that when Katrina happened, when Sandy happened, all we heard was offsets, offsets, offsets. It's got to be paid for. It's got to be treated like an expense in the family budget. Tax cuts, however, aren't treated as an expense, even though a tax cut is basically reaching into the piggy bank and taking money out. Last I checked, Michelle, that's an, that's an expense. You're spending money. Correct. The, yeah, whole, the, the, th the whole thing is that the reason why the feds tend to step in for disasters like this is it's easier to go through one chain of command than 30! Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm all for, uh, you know, giving uh, Texas the, the, you know, relief funds and, you know, I, I'm all for that. But I am also for calling out the um, politicians, the hypocrisy that right. uh, didn't do that. Uh, yeah, I'm all for it. You know, that's, that's the people a... give them a pass. I know. Yeah, yeah, right. you're suffering. Here you go. Here's some money. But the, the politicians bend well, over, you... bend yeah. over and accept it. Kiss the ring. That's what you, and first of all, I think that if we were in charge, we'd say, yes, you will get disaster relief, but you're going to have to make changes to how Houston is, you know, is being built. You're going to have to, you're, you're going to have to deal. These are the new standards for building. But you they know. got rid of that. But that's my point <laughs> is that there should yeah. be strings attached, not necessarily offsets in the budget, but saying, yes, we're going to help you rebuild, but you need to take steps to prevent this from happening again. There was strings attached. Obama had made sure that they had put some regulation in there that when these events happen and you use federal money to rebuild, that you had to rebuild to a higher standard. And guess who decided he was going to remove that bit of legislation? Shitler? Yes. Well, and here's so the, he got rid of it because Obama did it. Well, see, now he wants to reinstitute that to reinstitute that rule. You know why? So he could take credit for it. Jeez, a rich white man taking credit for something a poor... Uh, well, he's not poor, but a black man did. Where have we heard that story before? Yeah. Now, that would be the perfect solution to uh, Trump's problem with Obamacare. Just pass a bill that says we are going to repeal Obamacare... From uh, 12 a.m., you know, on, say, Halloween night, and we are going to reenact Trump Care, which is the exact same thing as Obamacare, at uh, 12.02. So it's going to be down for about a second, but fully reenacted, whatever, but now we call it Trump Care. Right. I'm sure they, I'm sure they would do that, too. You know that Trump would do that. We'll call it Trump Care. It's going to be brilliant, and it's basically word for word what Obamacare was. Uh, we have word from from Cat uh, is reporting live from somewhere with Kenny and the Sues, Kenny and the Sues, uh, where margaritas are consumed. So if we're really lucky, we get drunk Kenny pick later. Oh. <laughs> Just as uh, long as he's not eating too much chili to go with the drunkenness. Drunk with chili. <laughs> that sounds like a party. <laughs> it's like a party of my mouth and everyone's throwing up. 
well, we know how that ends, and I'm yes. sure they, they do not want a repeat of that. Yes, yes, that is true. All right, here's Mike Pence. I can make Pence. some fart noises for you. No, this isn't this isn't the Stephanie Miller show. Just offering. And I appreciate the offer, but we're a bit more higher class. We're bit, yes, this show is more high class be- with clips like this. Fuck. And this. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> All right, here's uh, Mike Pence engaging in some mind-numbing hypocrisy from the Katrina years, where, like I said, when it was poor black people who were drowning. Remember what George W. Bush was doing when Katrina happened? He was serving birthday cake to John McCain and playing guitar in California. While people died. Okay. Yep. And because it was poor black people, oh, we can't spend any money on those N-words. It's got to be offset. You know, we'll cut food stamps. Hey, they drown or they starve to death. We're still a few black people short. We win. That's basically their line of thinking. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to make it clear. Just in case Bozell the Clown is listening, because I know you're a loser, Brent, who has nothing better to do than listen to random liberal talk shows and write in Mommy's Basement. I am not saying I advocate for the death of black people. I'm saying you do. Just so we're painfully, obviously clear. All right, here's Mike Pence from uh, 2005. Mr. Speaker, Katrina breaks my heart. When I consider its tragic aftermath, the ancient parable comes to mind, and the rains descended, and the flood came, and the winds blew and beat against the house, and it fell with a great crash. For most American families, when a tree falls on your house, you tend to the wounded, you rebuild, and then you figure out how you're going to pay for it. Later today, Congress will continue the work of funding the relief and recovery from Hurricane Katrina, and well, we should, by speeding more than... $50 billion to FEMA and other agencies. But as we tend to the wounded, as we begin to rebuild, let us also do what every other American family would do in like circumstances and expects this Congress to do. Let's figure out how we're going to pay for it. Congress must ensure that a catastrophe of nature does not become a catastrophe of debt for our children and grandchildren. Fuck you, Pence. Fuck you. And fuck every Republican who, when people on the East Coast were suffering, said, we got to pay for it. Fuck you all. Go to hell. Uh, this, 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 this hypocritical shell. They keep saying it's debt, but when you spend money like that, it stirs. It it enhances the economy. When you put money into the economy, it brings money back. It's not just Unlike that, though, Miles. Cuts. It's not just that, Miles. We had a surplus when Clinton left office. The national debt was going to be have a, was going to be substantially paid down, and he went and they pissed it all away on two wars and tax cuts. Worse than that, when, we they, when that surplus came. Bush came in 
And his 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 uh, um, argument during his uh, election was that this is your money. The government's making too much, which we were paying the down the debt for. I'm going to give it back to you. And he bribed the American voters with that, what, it was a $600 per voter uh, person thing? Yeah, that was about they, what I got. That, you can't. All right, that's all I got. But, you I'm know, getting angry. see, here's the thing is that, you know, uh, and you know what? The, Texas said we're not, you know, Greg Abbott isn't going to call in the, the gimp from Texas. He's not going to call a special session to dip into the rainy day fund. So Texas is per Texas is more than happy to suck at the federal teat. Why should we pay use our money to pay for it? Let's just steal from those elite liberals who actually believe in taxes. Well, <laughs> We're the, so smart. Texas is the one red state that does pay more to the federal government than they get back, like New York, like California, like Florida. Yeah, but my point they is, the, the point is that they have like you know fifty billion dollars in a rainy day fund, and they won't, they won't, he won't call back Congress because he basically wants to suck at the federal teat. You know, when a blue state does it, oh my god. That's terrible. When a red state does it, oh, well, they, you know, they're on hard times. People are suffering. It's hypocrisy. When they do it, yep. it's okay. When we, when blue states do it, it's terrible. It's like they do jazz hands and liberals do, liberal states do spirit fingers. So obviously liberal states should be left to suffer and drown like rats. When it's liberal states that pay for the for the treacherous red states to exist, if it weren't for the blue states paying actual federal taxes, the red states would probably have been kicked to the curb years ago. Yeah. Anyway, we got to get going. Joe Santorsa in for Kenny Pick, and if we're really lucky, drunk Kenny Pick in with in for Kenny Pick. <laughs> And maybe even the Sues. I, I I love talking to the Sues. Yeah, she's amazing. Yes, she is. She is Ooh. someone I... She and Kenny are two of the people I admire most. Uh, yeah, and they do blame Bill Clinton for 9-11, Caitlin. You know, because Bush, Bush you know, hated Bill Clinton so much he was going to do the opposite of what Clinton did. So Clinton actually, per, per, you know, prosecuted terrorism and Bush just dumb ya kicked his feet up and said, well, you know, you cover, you, you've covered your ass. I'm going to yeah, go, go cut, back to D.C. I'm going to cut some more brush. <laughs> now there is a howler monkey with small balls. Yeah. <laughs> that we'll was be, one howler monkey. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber. And I'm sure he's a nice guy, but I think he's like the thing. He only imitates human behavior. He's not actually human himself. Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber at Indie Media Weekly Radio.
ringing in the distance. Dogs are barking at the night. White trash are burning up that garbage. Somebody's looking for a fight. Old Frank's out hunting with his night scope. In the backwoods, quiet as a mouse. Lord knows, even in broad daylight. Hello, this is Adam Hebert from Mike Check Radio. Adam, it's me, Kenny Pick, from Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Republicans, they've taken over Cleveland. That sounds horrible, Kenny. Are you okay? They're everywhere, Adam. They're everywhere. What can I do to help? Adam, you're going to be in charge of Indie Media Weekly. But before you take control, there's one important thing I need to tell Kenny, are you there? Well, this is it. I guess I'm in charge. Hope everyone likes Manos the Hands of Fate. This is Adam Hebert of Mike Check Radio Midnight Sun. Thank you for listening to Indie Media Weekly. Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial radio. All the power without the tower. And no, we're not really going to make you listen to Manos the Hands of Fate. I promise. Indie Media Weekly Radio is proud to bring you the Thomas Jefferson Hour, a radio program that models civil discourse, critical thinking, and good citizenship. Join nationally acclaimed humanity scholar and award-winning first-person interpreter of Thomas Jefferson, Clay Jenkinson, for the Thomas Jefferson Hour, Tuesdays at 10 a.m., Sundays at 4 p.m. The Thomas Jefferson Hour on Indie Media Weekly Radio. Visit them at jeffersonhour.com. 
Get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. Listen to Paul's Memory Bank live every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. Your DJ, Paul, will serve up a mix of classic rock, pop, and novelty music all tied together with a weekly theme. That's Paul's Memory Bank every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern exclusively on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, Indie Media Weekly presents the Sci-Fi Double Feature with two old-time radio shows from the science fiction and horror genre. The Sci-Fi Double Feature every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. Look at you, this fat butt, flabby ah! arms, and this ridiculous belly, hey. and utter disregard for personal hygiene. Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert at Indie Media Weekly Radio. And we are back. Someone had a hot mic during break. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we are back. Join me as always out of the great city of Port St. Lucie, Florida. Miles Lagon, the GM Galaxy Master of Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. Yes, hello. I am here, and so is my lovely wife, except her computer just shut down and she's emergency setting up the other computer to oh, get dear. back with us soon. Okay, we'll uh, work on that. Yes, I was worrying about that. And also joining us out of the great city of Scranton, Pennsylvania, the man, the legend, Joe Santoris of the 10 Cornwall Show and Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Hi there. I'm here with my friend, uh, Harvey. The Hurricane or one of your dogs? The Hurricane. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure. The remnants <laughs> of it? Yeah, that's all. Uh, yeah, we're going to we... get about an inch of rain, but uh, we could use it. So it's been dry here. Yeah, well, yeah, those, those, you know, Pennsylvania still has a lot of forests, right? It's been a while since I've been there. Right? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's why those kind of Penn's, Penn's right, right. Woods. Right, right. Well, so, you know, those kind of act as, you know, uh, traps for, for weather like that. Mountains and forests tend to help... Uh, water to condense and stick around like a tra- it's a trap it's a, yeah a trap we're so, a water trap we're a water trap in in the universe's game of golf <laughs> I, to, I thought i thought about to make a game of thrones reference I was like you don't watch that no i haven't seen a single episode and we did get the nerd talk out of the way because we got some great stuff. I'm hoping to kind of maybe inspire a clown car. Uh, this week, of course, uh, well, we'll get we'll do that real quick. This week is a best of the clown car, volume 17, right? Yeah, we're going to have a box set by the end of the year. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. You should put those out, you know, be... like, you know, sell it. You know, best of the clown car. Yeah, it'll be available on Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. Uh, before uh, we get to that, uh, Joe, did you ever watch uh, the six, the Six Million Dollar Man? Yes, yes, I did. 
Okay, so you got the inner nerd. I just have some sad news. I don't know if any of you have heard about it, but uh, Richard Anderson has just passed away uh, on the 31st. Uh, Oscar Goldman, the guy that played Oscar Goldman on The Six Million Dollar Man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was 91. Well, that's a rich old life. It is, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I enjoyed that show, too. Yeah, I'm an old, old, old nerd. I'm uh, the the original Star Trek and uh, The Next Generation, you know. I actually was at the premiere of uh, the Star Wars movie in uh, Ocean City, New Jersey. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, uh, yeah, there are a lot of nerd here. But uh, I'm not up on the new stuff. That's the only thing. That's okay. All right, so um, is Michelle back? Uh, hold on. I'll, I'll yell Should across I... the house for her. Should I add her? Try adding her. But no, uh, thank you for joining us tonight, she Joe. She said she's still working on it. Okay. We may have Kenny via phone later. And if we're really lucky, drunk Kenny via phone later. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. Uh, I'm counting on it. You know, uh, he's he's having margaritas. He's in Margaritaville with a uh, cat. Yeah, so he said on, on, on Friday night, and I, I'm looking forward to drunk Kenny. I've... Never, I've never met drunk Kenny, so this will be my first. I doubt he'll be that drunk if he's drunk at all. I mean, come on, it's margaritas. Well, if you gave me a margarita, I'd be out like a light. <laughs> well, I probably would be too, because as we all know, I'm a teetotaler who's never had a drink in his life. Yeah, you and me both. And me three, so there you go. Hey, teetotalers of the world, unite! <laughs> Untie, <laughs> or unite. That too. All right. Uh, so we got some great stuff, Joe. I saved. I saved some really great stuff for you. Um, <laughs> I knew you would. I knew you would. Because <laughs> I, I, I am. I'm evil like that. Uh, so uh, this week, um, Joe Scarborough went over a Fox News uh, focus group. Now I want to stress this because Randy Rhodes covered this on her Thursday show, and I was like, Oh, I gotta do this. This is great stuff. Um, these are these are Pennsylvania Trump supporters, okay? These aren't, you know, bleeding heart liberals. These aren't independents. These aren't, you know, these aren't the idiots who who believed what the Russian peop, what the Russians said about Hillary Clinton. These are Trump supporters. These are, you know, MAGA, yeah, people. And uh, I think you're gonna find their their thoughts. Uh, interesting, Joe. Uh, let's take. A, should we wait for? Well, we can't wait. We're we're fifteen minutes in already. Well, uh, keep me posted on Michelle's status, please, Miles. I'm here. Oh, I'm here. Hi, Michelle. <laughs> Michelle out of Port St. Lucie, Florida. Hey. All right, here um, we go. I, do ap- I apologize. It happens. Uh, you know, computer yeah. issues. Hi, Michelle. Hey, hi, Joe. All right, so here we go. Uh, with the uh, focus group that. Uh, Here are Pittsburgh voters uh, growing a bit impatient. Take a look at this. Trump voters. I surely am not as base, even though I voted for him. It was more, just to be honest, an anti-Hillary vote. I liked his platform, Make America Great Again, keeping jobs in the United States. My vote was more, I didn't want more of what we already had. Oh, wait. The thing that drives me crazy is all the tweeting he does. 
Um, I don't pay any attention to it, but it's in the news. It's on the newscasts every day, evening, and night. My wife watches it. Mm -hmm. Drives me crazy because the television is on all the time. Crazy. Why? I'm, uh, well, that was a lot of it. The, the tweeting. It has to stop. I Did mean, you vote for? Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> okay. Because regardless of what he truly wants to get done, whatever that may be, he has got to be his own worst enemy. He, he, he couldn't be any worse at achieving goals in politics. All right. Now, if I were Tr Schittler and I heard that, guys, my reaction would be, uh, fuck. This, his own, his base is turning on him, Joe. Well, um... I'm just uh, when I listen to that uh, interview this week, I, I just wonder. Uh, you mean w when during the campaign did you miss this? I mean, yeah, how that's stupid are how stupid are these people? You know, uh, well, I know because I live in Pennsylvania, and uh, uh, what James Carville said of Pennsylvania is true. You have uh, you have Philadelphia, you have Pittsburgh, and everything in between is Alabama. And I suspect those people weren't from Pittsburgh. I suspect they were from the Alabama part. Probably, yeah. Yeah, right. and, and, yeah, yes. I, I, just, I just, you know, they, they're just, uh, I just want to know when they missed that this guy don't give a shit. Who knows? All right, here's uh, the next cut. As soon as I push the button. What most disappoints me is he's such an incredibly flawed individual that has articulated many of the values that I hold dear. And the messenger is overwhelming the message. I wish he was on the opposite side of where I hold dear because it would be better for the causes that I like. As much as I thought he would be a quick learner and delegate to top-notch individuals, he hasn't done that. We know he's a nut. Everybody knew he's a nut. <laughs> but there comes a point in time where you need to become professional. He's not even professional, let alone presidential. He's trending really the wrong way for quite a long period of time, but possibly he could have a epiphany and, and change, and I hope he does. He hasn't lost my vote. I wouldn't change my vote, but I hope he makes changes in himself to right the ship. All right, so we knew he was crazy, but you still voted for him. Yeah, that's the part I have a hard time with. Like, I he was a nut, but I voted for him. Um, yeah. He mocked a disabled reporter, but I voted for him. Uh, Access Hollywood tape, but I voted for him. Uh, he mocked a Gold Star family, but I voted for him. And now they're shocked. Yeah, shocked, I tell you, shocked. <laughs> Well, so disappointed. He's not so as presidential as I thought he would be. So disappointing. <laughs> All right, last cut from this. Any, any uh, Michelle? Do you have any thoughts about this? This these startling revelations. Oh my God, he's a nut. Well, we knew that. We, you know, that's what I don't get. Is they they always say, why don't you liberals feel bad for us? Because we told you you were making a fucked up decision and you made it anyway. <laughs> I have no words to add to that. <laughs> <laughs> but wait. Uh, so later on, the focus group asked, what advice would you give Trump? 
What advice would I give Trump? No, no, that's what the question for the focus group is. Oh, go ahead. What would you whisper into his ear, Russell? Quit tweeting. What would you whisper into his ear, David? Stop picking on the media. Love them. Brian, <laughs> what would you whisper into his ear? Start listening to other people. Tony, what would you whisper? Park, park the ego. Again, these are all problems you knew about before you voted from. Everyone knew he had a huge but fragile ego. That's why he does all these rallies now. Instead of, you know, because his ego needs the boost. You know, he needs the fat, 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 fat you know. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, the, the problem here is that, uh, and Caitlin is right, these people will vote for him again. I mean, I don't know how many times you have to get hit in the head with a plank to know that you shouldn't mess around with planks. Yeah. You know, and, and, uh, uh, like I said, I just, just a few things. I mean, uh, he lied about seeing Muslims dancing on the roof in New Jersey after nine 11. He, he, he won't release that was his Fiddler I mean, on the what? roof. You moron. <laughs> oh, okay. No, no, not you. Him. I, mean, I mean, I mean, right. But I mean, he, what more hints do you need? That this man is a liar, a cheat, a con man, a grifter, and 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 you're shocked. You know, really, I I would be looking into therapy for these people, not a focus group. Uh, they should probably be in a group therapy session. They should probably be in Arkham, where they can't hurt anyone but themselves. And if I could whisper something in his ear, it would be this: drop dead. Well, Joe, I, I, I'm a bit more diplomatic. I'd be, resign. No, no, I'd, I'd go for dead. But, but well, that's, that in no way uh, reflects only my, my feeling, not that of my check radio. Right. Well, well I'm, I'm not, I'm not sanctioning or anything, but, uh, you know, but here, <laughs> here's the thing. This is why I'm feeling kind of hopeful. You're right. These people are stupid enough to turn around and vote for him again. But those Democrats who are weak need. You know, who thought, well, maybe Trump won't be that bad. You know, the morons. Now that they've gotten <laughs> a, sp a, a taste of the shit sandwich that is Trump, they're going to come home. He's losing yeah. the end. He's lost the Democrats that vote that were stupid enough to vote for him. He's pretty much lost the independents. If his own base is saying, well, you know, I, I unfortunately, yeah, I voted for the prick. I would have appreciated more in-depth questioning of these people, like uh, a basic question like, what did you expect would happen once he became president? Like, what, how do you see, how did you see the world better with Donald Trump? Like, what well, was he going to do for you that you thought was going to change something? Here, here, they, they never yeah. can nail that down for me. Well, here's the question I would have asked them. So tell me, what's it like living in a constant haze of stupidity? Where that? <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm. I, I guess I'm not more diplomatic than you, Joe. <laughs> but listening to them, because you know they're going to find ways to justify their vote, and it's just I, you know, I have this primal scream in my head. <laughs> because yeah, I think I think that. Um... I think that uh, we can't ignore the racial factor here. Oh, definitely. The hatred, the hatred of Obama, 
the misogynist factor here, the hatred of a woman being president, um, because they really have no rationale for why they would vote for such a nut, as they describe him. So my feeling is is that this that most of these people, their vote was either racially or uh, either by race or misogyny. It was it was uh, determined that that they want to return to something that never existed, which was uh, the wonderful 1950s. Yeah. There's also a lot of the selfishness um, involved, and and it is a uh, liberals are you know more tending towards socialism, where we come together, we pay for things like fire, police, military, roads, bridges, etc. And the conservative mindset is. Nope, you get yours, I get mine. You, I, I, you know, I don't want to pay taxes. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. Leave me alone. Go away. And it's a very selfish mindset, and uh, that I, I can see a lot of that. And they, I don't know. There's no turning those type of people around. Well, right. you can say that true of the atheists, uh, not the the, the racists and the uh, misogynists as well. Right. Yeah, well, I, I think. You're, you're, oh, you're, sorry. Go ahead. Go, Joe. Yeah, you, 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 Miles is right. Uh, this uh, this whole idea that uh, oops, I lost my headset there for a minute. This whole idea that um, you know that 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 selfishness comes into it. It's not that they don't like socialism. They don't like socialism going to groups they don't think deserve socialism. Yeah. And that's the problem. It's always blaming someone else for your bad life. I've and met Trump... some that don't like socialism, but go ahead. No, yeah, I'm sure there are. What I'm saying is everybody likes their their uh, Social Security check. What they don't like is somebody else getting a Social Security check that might be the wrong color that they feel is uh, undeserving or lazy. Uh, they all like their disability checks, but not the disability checks that go to people that they don't think deserve disability. That's the kind of uh, one group against another kind of politics that people like Trump feed on. Yeah. Well, and I will say uh, this is my honest opinion about how we got to where we're at, which is basically the, the baby boomers were given the greatest economy ever made. By people who had to suffer mightily for it, you know. Of course, you know the the previous generation went through through the Great Depression and two wars. And along the way, they convinced themselves that they somehow earned all of it, and that they deserved it. And that why should I pay taxes for that person, that useless eater? You know. So they do. They they do the political equivalent of. Shoving a shotgun in your mouth and pulling the trigger with your toes. They voted for Ronald Reagan. Which ushered in an era of greed and corruption and hate. And I'm convinced that's where we went wrong. Is that these spoiled, entitled brats got, you know, were given something that they didn't earn. You know, because you don't own the economy you are a steward of it you are a steward of the country they didn't see it like that i do 
Now, I know you're a boomer, Joe, and I, I hope you're not offended. I'm not saying you're like that, but the vast majority of the boomers who voted for Reagan are. Well, I don't know. It uh, depends on who you... I don't know. Alabama boomers didn't vote for Ronald Reagan, and um, I think, again, there was a big... It, it was Ronald Reagan who turned people against people. In fact, he did it so well uh, he don't forget he's the one that invented the uh, uh, the welfare queen. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, oh yeah. You know that 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 was a Reagan. Uh, you know the government's no good. Huge worst, dog whistle. Right. The worst thing you can hear is uh, the, I'm from the government. I'm here to help you. We'll tell that to people down in uh, Texas right now. You know, I don't think that is the worst thing they're hearing. Um. So. You know, he fostered this kind of group against group kind of thing in the 80s. And um, believe me, uh, yeah, I'm a baby boomer. And uh, don't forget, we were children of the 60s, <laughs> the Cultural Revolution. And uh, I don't think a lot of us voted for Ronald Reagan. I'd love to see the statistics, but I don't think so. Well, like I said, I'm, I'm not trying to be accusatory towards you, I, but I do think that was a factor that they were they were given this this tremendous economic machine, and you know that you know it's like a trust fund baby. You know they they they're given this wealth, and they think they're entitled to it. And, uh, you know, like I said, that may not be all baby boomers, but a lot of them, do, you know, uh, I would say a lot of them do think that way. Remember in the 1980s, there, right, right around 1980 when Ronald Reagan was elected, there were a lot of what they used to call the silent majority. Not my generation, but the generation before me, my parents. Not that my parents voted for Reagan, but, but that generation, by and large, put Reagan in office. Yeah. Because they were stung by you know, the war in Vietnam and it's the resistance to it. They were stung by the cultural changes that happened in the fifties and, and especially in the sixties with the civil rights movement and, and, uh, and women's rights and what they, they resented feminism and all of this was alien to them. And this was the world war two generation. And, um, you know, Jimmy Carter was the last straw to them. And they wanted a, 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 a lot like now. They wanted a return to the days they, they liked and they, they remembered as fond. Uh, and that was, uh, you know, the war and right afterwards where people stuck together and people knew who you were. So, I mean, a lot of it had to do with what uh, is referred to as the, the greatest generation. Well, uh, if I may, a lot ha- also had to do with the continuation of the Southern strategy. Uh, that definitely, I mean, the, the civil rights fight was, uh, you know, very fresh, uh, in a lot of, uh, voters minds. And, uh, that, you know, you're, you're talking about a lot of people that were, you know, diehard Democrats and then, holy cow, you're giving rights to those dark skinned people. I'm gone. So that, that, that was a big, and we, we've lost the South ever since. So you're absolutely right. And, uh, and everything is a continuation of everything else. So, um, I think Ronald Reagan, you know, the Reagan Democrats, they were the Democrats that put Jimmy Carter in. They were the Democrats that elected Lyndon Johnson in 1964. They were the people that fought World War II. Um, and it's the Reagan Democrats. Don't forget, they were what would be uh, 
the Fox News uh, demographic right now, except there was no Fox News back then. So you're talking people that would be even younger than I am now in 1980. Hmm. Well, I, I yeah. guess you have a point. All right, so we got some great stuff coming up for you, Joe. I like some. I'm kind of hoping to maybe inspire a clown car. Uh, we'll see what happens with this stuff. Uh, but uh, you know, it, it, I, I'm hoping uh, you like what we've prepared. Uh, so for for next, like I said, we're waiting to hear from Kenny, and I guess John. I guess John is sitting out tonight. <laughs> But uh, as, as I said, Joe, in case you didn't hear earlier, his itty-bitty beagle baby is doing okay. As far as I know. Who has so. an itty-bitty beagle baby? John. Oh, he does? Yes. I didn't know. Yes. Well, uh, congratulations. Well, not, not literally. She, she's an older dog. She had a seizure last week. I just like saying itty-bitty, itty-bitty, itty-bitty beagle baby. There, I said it. <laughs> They're all our babies. Yes. Yes, they are. <laughs> and we're expecting babies this uh, weekend. Our our pal, uh, if you remember our little escapade during the summer, and uh, he got a girl pregnant, and she's oh. due this weekend. Was that san- this was sanctioned, right? <laughs> yeah, it was sanctioned. Yes. <laughs> I figured. Yeah, this I was, figured. As a matter of fact, it was forced on them. It was artificial insemination, so they sort are of we, didn't have a choice. Are we close to getting Kenny? Uh, I haven't heard anything from him yet, but we, we I am keeping an uh if someone would keep an eye on Skype for me while you know, so I don't have to divide my attention uh in like fifty it's, different uh, ways, I'd appreciate time it. Time for a break anyway? Yeah, we're going to break. Uh so yeah, we'll have more stuff in uh just a second. Well not a second of course, not a literal second, but uh you know, more more republic more conservative craziness than you can uh uh, you know, uh, shake a stick at. So, no, no, <laughs> I'm sorry. Maybe I'm a bit too relaxed tonight, guys. <laughs> Maybe you should have a drink. <laughs> no. I'm just happy my computer's behaving now. Very good. I would just right. play more Felicia Day clips. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I could take her. John would John would kill me if I did that. Let's do it. We'll be right back after this. <laughs> You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. You didn't tell me he'd gone this crazy. He's really stepped it up a notch. Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert at Indie Media Weekly Radio.
show starts in three minutes. starts in two minutes. Show starts in one minute. The show. Attention, people of Earth. What's going Attention, on there? people of Earth. Do not be alarmed. Stand by for an important message. Stand by for an important message. And now, Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. Oh, please let it be fantastic. Of course. Yes, yes, yes. It's rather good, isn't it? Hey, I'm just enjoying the show. Inconceivable! I can't take it anymore! There's no need for that attitude. Don't make me go to the larder and unseal a tin of whoop-ass. We came, we saw, we kicked it ass. How freaking cool is that shit? Wait, stop! I reject your reality and substitute my own. Nice, right? I learned that one from you, guy. Bang it out. <laughs> we are going live. Yeah. 
feel free to hang around for a while. Oh, God, this makes me happy. We were, we were trying to fill in the dead air. Joining us out of Enterprise, Alabama, <laughs> the wonderful Adam. How long was I? How long was there? It was only like a minute, right? Uh, About 15, 20 uh, minutes. <laughs> <laughs> we're ready for the next break, Adam. <laughs> in fact, we to his host. So you're gone. I'm sorry. Uh, Mom needed help. She's not feeling too well. So Okay. Take your time, and uh, next time this happens, Adam, just take your time coming back. Don't be so out of breath. Relax. I was oh, running all over the house because she decides she needs cigarettes when she knows I'm on break. Right. <laughs> wow. So sorry about that, everyone. I know dead air is like the the worst the worst thing to. Uh, yep. To, when I detected know. that, I was like, "All right, let's talk more nerd talk." That's well, that's I because I, I, but I remember that because of last break, I had cut off the Skype feed to the yeah. radio, you know, because my mic gets you. I yes. apologize. I'm not muted. Wait, 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 wait. hold on. <laughs> hold on, everyone. Test, test, test. Hold on one second. Test, test, test. I am, I am just fine. Uh, or or okay. is that an old or is that an old message? Um. What? Uh, let me call. Sorry, I got a cat climbing all over a me. Right now. Sorry. On, Skype? on uh in the chat. Ew. Oh. Yes, I, I okay. Don't know. Basically, because what happened was I cut my mic during the break. I had mine muted. But because Michelle was having problems with her mic, I cut the Skype feed to the radio station. And I didn't expect to be waylaid on the way back. <laughs> <laughs> because people in this family have no sense of timing. It's like, I got, I got three minutes. So there we go. All right. Uh, so, uh. Button, button, who's got the button? Well, you know, let's just get to this. Uh, this guy is Mark Taylor, and he has uh, an interesting theory. This is what I hope will inspire a clown car, Joe. Even in Christians okay. right now, I'm getting bombarded with emails from Christians that are saying, look, I support Trump, but everybody in my family has, has isolated me. Everybody in my church is not talking to me. It's because their DNA is being controlled by the enemy. 
by broadcasting the news media, uh, the audio part of it, like in 440. This is why when you watch the news media, you get agitated. You know, it creates fear. It creates panic. And this is what's going on in the church. And the church is, the, the body of Christ have got to stop being vulnerable to this stuff. You've got to take measures into your own hands and say, look, I'm not listening to the mainstream news media anymore. If I want the news, I usually go to, like, Fox's website. I'll catch the headlines or something like that. You know, that's not being broadcast, so to speak, in, in a frequency where I'm hearing it or anything like that. But what they found through that 440 hertz is that it will also damage your body organs, which is another reason why people are so sick. But it also changes your DNA, which is the goal of the, of the Freemasons, the Illuminati. They want you part of that Illuminati bloodline. Get your tinfoil hats out, everybody. <laughs> well, Joe, do you think I I struck oil with this one? Uh, you may, you may uh, have struck more than oil. You might have oil and a little natural gas there too, <laughs> <laughs> so to speak. You know, I, 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 here's the thing: people are shunning and isolating the Trump voters. Because generally speaking, normal human beings have an aversion to complete and total assholes. Yeah, I, I shun the uh, Trump voters I know because uh, they're pretty stupid. Yes, we also have we also have a natural aversion to stupid people. Mm-hmm. I, I actually so, like to engage them and point out their stupidity, but that's me. Well, See, I, I don't think uh, you can point out their stupidity because... I am a bit of a masochist in that way, so... Yeah, they're too yeah. stupid to know they're stupid. <laughs> well, you know, once I start to point out the... You know, when they start their logic, and I put that in air quotes, and I point out, well, uh, there's some racist element to that, and, and uh, you know, I will point that shit out, and they're like, oh. They avoid me. They're starting to avoid me. I think they're catching on. <laughs> you know, obviously, guys... Sorry, Michelle, go on. My parents caught on to Miles a while back, and my mother won't have a private conversation with him anymore. Yeah, Especially she learned the hard way. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, like I said, you know, I think it's just people have a natural aversion to assholes, to jerks. They don't want to be around you because you're a terrible human being. That is signified yeah, by you voting for Trump. And not only that, I mean, if you're a real Christian, or being a real true Christian, which it would be a follower of Christ, not a follower of uh, Alex Jones, <laughs> then uh, most of what, what Donald Trump stands for is anti-Christian. You know, I, I, when I talk to these Trump voters, I find a lot of resentment, a lot of white resentment a lot of male resentment to what's happened over the last 30 or 40 years in, in our society. Natural changes that were, were right and, 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 and should have happened, but they resent. Yes. You know, Black Lives Matter, uh, uh, you know, women in the workforce uh, demanding equal pay. They resent this. The, these Trump voters resent this, and, and he represents a legitimizing of their point of view yes very good all right uh so uh, uh, in a similar vein lance wall now has some interesting thoughts about the uh p 
people and their dislike of Trump. And the word I got was, and it was kind of like a, a warning. I'm telling you, this is very accurate. This was about 10 months ago. And the word was, Lance, somehow there's a revival of this Nazi thing. It's the, we keep seeing this Nazi symbol uh, over the United States. Now, what they were picking up on wasn't white supremacists. What they were picking up on is the Nazi strategy of propaganda that is being used right now by the media democratic industrial complex <laughs> in order to brainwash America so that they can recapture control and hopefully remove Trump from power. The only way that you can maintain your sanity is to understand Nazi propaganda and how it's being used by the left. Good try, but now. <laughs> he forgot microwaves and fluoride. He's picking up. We use yeah. microwaves and fluoride too. I want him yeah. to know that. And chemtrails. <laughs> chemtrails. A lot of chemtrails. We use chemtrails a lot. Yeah. Uh, you know, let me let's put it this way. This guy is one weird mamma jamma. This is one weird mamma jamma. All I have to say is the projection is strong in this one. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, that's the thing is that conservatives have no self-awareness. That is in their DNA. They're profoundly stupid. They have no... They have the self-awareness of... What's a really stupid vegetable? Lettuce. <laughs> of a head of lettuce. A head of lettuce. <laughs> You know, um, and, 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 you know, cabbage. All right, all right. That, that okay. We can we can end the submissions of stupid vegetables. We got it. Um, Darn it! But <laughs> they are such master projectionists that they should own a movie theater chain because they project their faults onto everyone else. When they say you libtards don't believe in freedom, what they're really saying is. I'm terrified by the prospect that I can't force other people to do as I tell them in a free society. You know, they, they're basically Joe rejecting reality and substituting their own. I reject the reality and substitute my own. As they do. He, he also doesn't appreciate how persuasive the check I get from George Soros every month is. <laughs> wait, wait. You're on the Soros payroll too? Absolutely. I've been on it for years. That bastard owes me like seven years of back pay. Uh, he's been giving it to me, Adam, for, for to put in a trust for you. Oh, oh, well, yeah, thank you. Yeah, wait, yeah. wait. Aren't I technically of age now? I'm 36. Uh, your trust starts at uh, 60. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> there goes my plot to take over the world. There oh, it boy. is. Miles, what will we do tonight? <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. Cut same. to... Oh, wait. Yes, Michelle. The same thing we do every night. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here's cut to... In order to create a division in America. What an, what an extraordinary perversion of history. Because it's Nazi tactics on the left to accuse the right and Donald Trump and Christians and every white person in America who voted Republican 
they're all closet Nazis. You hear what this is? So the quote from uh, Goebbels is, a lie told once remains a lie, but a lie told a thousand times becomes the truth. That's the Goebbels quote. But I'm going to tell you something. I don't think it's the Goebbels quote. I actually think that this is now the strategy of CNN, that they will continue to say, why won't Trump distance himself from this white supremacy because they want to repeat that narrative until your mind is numb with the word Trump white supremacy Trump white supremacy they well well I mean in, in their defense it doesn't take a lot with Republicans there's not a lot there am I am I to understand his logic that Trump will not put down white supremacists because he is part of the democratic plot to associate the right with fascists. Interesting thoughts. These people are idiots. They don't even listen to their own logic. <laughs> That's because it's not logic. They've gone. Jeez. They've they've gone the plaid. They've gone the plaid. Well, he he got he got the uh, the the call letters of the the, the the television corporation wrong. You know there is a television corporation out there that is uh uh doing propaganda but it, it it the letters aren't cnn it's fox yeah i was about to, there you go well done michelle well done indeed <laughs> that that which as we learned which as we learned in pythagoras pythagoras uh numerology stands for 666 so hey that is true thank you rocket all right, cut three. Where we he's gonna go out into the weeds here. So listen closely, Joe. I may I may spawn a, a a clown car here again. They link it up. A neurological link is formed. Before you know it, people see Trump and associate that word. It's just it's like basic voodoo hypnotism 101 for a good propagandist at the Nazi Party, and that's what the left is doing. And uh, Christians never, and we never, we never actually think in terms of messaging stuff that way. So to us, it's like uh, we don't understand what's going on. The zombie. It's like basic voodoo hypnotism. Oh yeah, yeah, I've been <laughs> voodoo hypnotized before. Voodoo, <laughs> yeah. that it's, voodoo. It's it's fun. It's like dropping acid. It's like. <laughs> You know, voodoo hypnotism. Uh, and it works great. It, it, you make you stop smoking and, you know, things like that. But uh, the guy's nuts. I mean, he's he's projecting what the right does on the left. Yeah, exactly. Again. You know, one of the, um, one of the lies they've been telling us is that the Social Security uh, is going broke uh, when it's not. Or that uh, our deficits are going to destroy our economy as our economy continues to grow uh you know it's the lies they tell uh that that he's projecting on us yeah exactly all right uh here is uh brian fisher let me repeat myself brian fisher uh <laughs> kenny's gonna Damn have it, a brian <laughs> Kenny's going to have a lot of leftover audio in his box for Tuesday if he wants it. Let's put it in that way. Uh, who thinks we should ban uh, a, another flag, that there's another flag that's causing problems in America? Here's cut one. You know, there's a lot of 
attention right now to get rid, a lot of effort to get rid of the Confederate flag. There's a public school system in North Carolina. They have completely banned the Confederate flag because it is divisive. So no more Confederate flag in the school district in North Carolina. Why? Because it is divisive. Well, let me uh, mention another symbol that in my judgment, in my mind, is just as divisive. So if we're going to ban the Confederate flag because it is divisive, how about we ban the LGBT flag at school? We're going to ban the Confederate flag at school because it creates division, because it arouses division, because it uh, is offensive to people, because it so violates their most deeply held values about human sexuality. Okay. Uh, yes, go, uh, Michelle. Because I'm going to Yeah, go, go. Because it was, it was a flag of traitors to our government. Because, you know, that sort of thing. <laughs> okay, thank you. Yes, you're, you're right. There's a difference between a flag of a bunch of traitors who quit America and started a war they had no hopes of winning so they could keep other human beings as pets and a flag embraced by people you don't like. Huge difference. It, it, the flag are. also adopted by the KKK and racists and white supremacists. Versus a flag of, yeah. Uh. Of inclusiveness. <laughs> You're, the, the, yeah. Brian Fisher is the one who turns the rainbow flag into a symbol of divisiveness. Because he just can't handle the fact that two men or two women are allowed to hold hands in public and not be beaten to death or hanged. It just it just grinds his gears, Joe. Yeah, I think I think Michelle is absolutely right. It's a difference between a flag of division, which was the Confederate flag, versus a flag of inclusion, which is the rainbow flag. So, I think Brian Fisher has the problem, not the flag. Yeah, yeah. No, I I, I think you I think you're absolutely right. And we got one more clip, and then I, I think we may have to uh, review our grievance procedure because he does, in fact, have a grievance. Uh oh. I propose that everywhere, everywhere where the Confederate flag is banned, that we propose that along with it at the same time that the LGBT rainbow flag be banned at exactly the same time for exactly the same reasons. It is offensive. It is contrary to our most deeply held values. It divides people. It does not bring them together. It's time to have the LGBT flag banned right alongside the Confederate flag. If we're gonna ban one, I submit that we need to ban the other. I submit that you are a few plums short of a fruit pie. You, my friend, <laughs> are just a few plums short of a fruit pie. All right. Uh, so, uh, everyone, uh, Joe, you'll find a copy of the Mike Chuck Radio with Adam Hebert employee handbook under your chair. Don't ask how it got there. <laughs> How did this get here? I'm just what that da- I am just that damn good. All right, everyone, turn oh. to page 42. And uh, the grievance procedure. mine. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. All right, you can read from mine. Here we go. Grievance okay. procedure. Grievance procedure. Make your hand into a hard fist, drawing as far away from your face as possible, and keep your hand in place. Quickly and forcefully run toward your hand. 
There you go. That's so a that's good idea. yeah, that's our grievance procedure, Joe. It's it works. It's 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 been, you know, it's guided us through these. Jesus Christ, it's been five years. Maybe we should not also while we're we should ban the rainbow flag every place, and at the very same time we ban the Confederate flag, and we should take all those LGBT hero statues down in all those town squares at the same time that we're taking down Confederate statues. Oh, wait. Yes. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. All right. I, I, I think we just ban him. Yeah, let's just, yeah. There's a good idea. There's, yeah. there's there an go. idea. He's okay. yeah. he's hateful and divisive. Let's ban Brian Fisher. There you go. I'll All right. That. <laughs> then there'd be nobody to say Brian Fisher. <laughs> Let me repeat myself, Brian Fisher. You know, because apparently he thinks everyone is as mind-numbingly stupid as he is, so he has to repeat himself. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, so we do have news from Kenny Pick. It's just going to be him, but he will be ready on the uh, the backside of the break. No idea how drunk he is, but probably, like I said, it was just margaritas. So, you know, we'll see. But, uh, yeah, we're going to have some fun. And I believe I'm programming the the, the old uh, the, uh, sci-fi double feature because he's going to be away tomorrow at a family reunion. So uh, if you guys have ideas for a theme for the sci-fi double feature uh feel free to share it all right we'll be right back after this for the final segment on mic check radio you're listening to mic check radio with adam hebert point i'm trying to make is that i am the most unpleasant rude ignorant and all-round obnoxious arsehole that anyone could possibly have the misfortune to meet. Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert at Indie Media Weekly Radio. Okay, and I'm rolling for them. Welcome to the labyrinth of the world. It's a land of free letters. A-D-M-D Filling out your character sheet You're keeping track of HDs and XDs Power is in his hell. Mom 
monsters swarm from plains beyond. USC versus Bodstaff for one. And whosoever shall be caught without a shield by clerics rot, must stand and fight the hounds of hell. Oh, wander deep in dungeons fell. This is Janet Lee from Southern Progressive Revival. Just sitting on my porch, listen to Indie Media Weekly. IndieMediaWeekly.com. Extraterrestrial Radio. All the power without the tower. Join us. We're leaving the light on. This is metal aficionado Kenny Pick. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, it's... Gods and Monsters. Gods of metal and monsters of rock right here on Indie Media Weekly. Brace yourselves for two big hours of hard rock and heavy metal selected from my own personal music vault. You'll hear classics from the extended family trees of Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, and Kiss. Heavy metal standards like Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, and Dio. You'll get a heap and a helping of power metal, speed metal, thrash, melodic, glam, you name it. It's here. Except death metal and new metal. I do not like that stuff. You'll hear guitar virtuosos and shredders from the Leviathan and Shrapnel Records catalogs. Rare gems from the new wave of British heavy metal. Some guilty pleasures in the form of 80s hair metal. And rock and metal from around the globe gods and monsters every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m eastern right here on indie media weekly hi this is kenny pick and be sure to listen to my music program the night show every friday from 11 p.m to 1 a.m eastern right here on indie media weekly the night show features a broad selection of eclectic music from my personal library, as well as your requests. So be sure to visit IndieMediaWeekly.com and find the tab for The Night Show. Join the chat and submit your requests every Friday from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern on The Night Show. Only on Indie Media Weekly. IndieMediaWeekly.com for those who dare. Well, hello there. This is Kenny Pick. Thanks for listening to Indie Media Weekly. Be sure to check out my show, Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, live every Tuesday and Friday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. For those who dare. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber. Yes, master philosopher, alchemist, and eternal love. Oh, enough of that. We don't have time for your long-winded self-introductions. Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber at Indie Media Weekly Radio. 
That's right. Last segment, so no, we don't have time for long-winded self-introductions, but I'm still doing anyway. Uh, Miles Lagan, Port St. Lucie, Florida. Yes, hello, ready to go. Very good. Michelle Lagan, Port St. Lucie, Florida. Yep, I'm here. Oh, wait, and I gotta add Kenny. Uh, <laughs> Joe Santorsa, uh, Scranton, Pennsylvania. Which is being pummeled by Harvey, but we don't want Trump here. <laughs> And I, I no, he's not here yet. Uh, Kenny Pick will be here any second now. Fresh from dinner with a uh, cat. Wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. <laughs> Stay on target. Stay on target. So I gotta ask Joe because I know you're not like hu- a huge nerd like we are. You know, there's some things you're nerdy about. Are oh. you gonna be? Are you gonna be checking out uh, the next Star Wars film, The Last Jedi? Of course. I've been there from the beginning, unlike you. Uh, so- hey, hey. <laughs> oh, I was no. I was like three. I was three when when um, no wait I was one less than one when Empire came out. That wasn't my fault. Well, I I'm talking about the original in 1976. Well, yeah, I missed that by <laughs> four years. Well, that's your fault. Okay. I mean, you it's- know, you should have been there. I looked all over the theater for you when you were not there. Okay. What you're saying, Joe? What a slacker! I'll tell you. Yeah. And you call yourself a a nerd. (laughs) Hey, but I'll tell you what you're a nerd, and you're not a nerd yet until I do my little Padawan. (laughs) Okay. I don't know what's going with Kenny. We're gonna. I'm gonna try to add him again. Otherwise, I may have to dump the call. Let's try one more time, shall we? Please work. Please work, please work. But uh, no, I'm really looking forward to it. I, I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be darker than Empire. It's it, you know it looks like they're really they're really trying to go dark for this one. That'll be nice. And of course, I think they it, can. Hmm. I, I I think that would that would be a good thing. Uh, oh yeah, yeah I, I heard that would, part. Would, yeah, would really generate some good interest i think yeah and of course it will be the last on-screen appearance of uh carrie fisher which will be bittersweet you know um all right i think i'm about to dump the call guys it's gonna be just a second all righty all right we'll i'll get you back in a second all right trying to get kenny pick on we'll see what happens He may not, uh, I, I, I don't know what's going on here, but, um, uh, but yeah, dead air is, is terrible, isn't it? Okay. Uh, call failed. So we're going to get back to the other call and, uh, uh, you know, see what happens there. Uh, because something is going on. So, <clears throat> let's see what happens. It's try. I I don't know what's going on. It won't let me get Kenny. So we'll we'll, we'll see what happens. See if okay. he, you know. Uh, but all right. So let's get to this next audio clip here. Um. Yeah. Be- <laughs> I'm sorry. Am I boring you, Miles? <laughs> oh, am I broadcasting? Oh, I forgot to yeah. cancel. Oh, here we go. 
It's been a busy day. That's okay. Push to talk was disabled when we redid the call. Okay. So Hold on. You're getting I everything. I think we got him. I think we have Kenny Pick. It looks like it. I'm here. Hi, Kenny. Hi. That sounds sorry. like Kenny Pick. <laughs> it is Ooh. me. Yeah, I'm sorry. The police are here at our hotel. I uh, love Sting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what yeah, did we... you do? What did you order on well, pay-per-view? <laughs> no, the tell the story. It, it's what I ordered for dinner. No, I'm oh. kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but actually, speaking of, of malodorous stenches, uh, we came back. We had a wonderful dinner at a Mexican place around the corner with Kat. And um, we got off the elevator on the second floor here at our uh, lovely Hilton establishment. And the whole place reeked of marijuana. Oh. So I went downstairs and I said, I can't have been the first person to complain about this. <laughs> and, uh, but, you know, and I'm fine. You want to smoke pot? I'm fine. I've smoked it myself. But seriously, this isn't the 1970s. This isn't Studio 54. This is a nice hotel for the nice people to spend a lovely night where they don't have marijuana smoke crawling under their door. And, I mean, because it's crazy how bad it stinks. So I just was outside talking to the police, and they, I told them what I, what I witnessed. So uh, that's what happened. Well, you know, it does, come in, it does come in gummy bears and, uh, and uh, uh, chocolate uh, brownies. So that's right. You could do yeah. edibles, and nobody right. would be any of the wiser. <laughs> and believe me, chocolate brownies and ice cream and uh, ice cream are really good. They are. <laughs> I, I concur. All right, but no, thank you for uh, joining us tonight, Kenny. I I hope you have fun tomorrow at your family reunion. I'm looking forward to it. I think we'll have a hoot. I brought my award-winning chili uh, to uh, share with the family, and uh, there we go. And my advice is share and enjoy. Share and enjoy. Okay. So, <laughs> but, uh, and I am I correct in my assumption that I'm supposed to be programming the sci-fi double feature tomorrow? Well, uh, if you would like to do that, that would be awesome because uh, I'll probably be getting home around 6 o'clock tomorrow, uh, maybe 5 or 6. But if you want to take care of that, that would be lovely. All right. I will uh, come up with a theme. There you go. So, all right. So, uh, uh, John apparently has a very severe migraine because he didn't show up for work. <laughs> but that's yeah. okay. It seemed kind of bad. So, you know, let yeah, him. I hope he feels better. It's like with Godzilla in the movie. Let him sleep. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, this would probably Agreed. only give this would probably only give him a bigger headache. <laughs> okay. There you go. All right, so uh, we kind of did the reverse this week, uh, Kenny, because you know we weren't we weren't sure if you were going to be joining us or not. So we did nerd talk earlier, and we actually had a great story about how uh, the louder a howler monkey is, the smaller its balls, which makes Trump supporters seem makes so much sense. Oh so, my God, it's all coming together. Uh, yes, but uh, so we have Matt Staver here, who uh, is a you know apparently no one ever told him that. You know, if you're ever going to start talking about how, you know, you're being treated like Jews in Nazi Germany was, you should stop. Oh, wow. You know. Yeah. It's not going to work. It's not going to work in your favor. Uh, what's going on in the back? Is that you, Kenny, or is that Miles? 
it, it's it could be me. I just set my phone down on the desk. Okay, I, I that would yeah, the room, that would so. explain. I just, okay. Are the police cuff, cuffing you or? They are. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I am in police custody at this point, but they've allowed me to continue uh, being on mic check radio. They, they well, heard, I think that's not This great. is the Adam Hebert? Yeah. <laughs> All right, Matt Staver, cut one, go. Everyone needs to just take a, a deep breath, step back, let's pray for healing in this country, but let's have civil discourse, and let's not label to the point of uh, hate groups like this SPLC is doing, people with whom you just simply disagree. They know, they know uh, that these organizations like FRC, Liberty Council, AFA, ADF, they know that they are not violent organizations. They know that they're Christian organizations, and they know that they uh, oppose any kind of hatred or violence. Uh, they just uh, don't uh, agree with, with us on the issue of marriage. Now, look, from millennia of human history until now and all over the world, the issue of male and female has been something that has transcended time, geography, and political infrastructures. It is what it is. Marriage is what it has been throughout our history, and certainly, biblically, we know what marriage is. Okay, here's the problem with that. At one point, people thought the Earth was the center of the universe. That was, you know, like, universal, and then Copernicus came along. So, uh... You know, just because something is is a way for a very long time doesn't make it the right way. This is true. You know, I. I but and, and let's not forget that marriage is a social construct. It's not something that is found in nature. Right, marriage Correct. is yeah, yeah. It's you know. It Yes, Michelle. Yeah, it was a it was a contract between the fathers to decide where the property went, and one piece of that property was a woman. It was a social construct contract because they were worried about you know goods and land and and people. Well, and huge <laughs> tracts of land, huge tracts of land. Huge <laughs> tracts of land. All right, here we go. And sheep, lots of sheep. sheep. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cut uh, Cut to To continue to share that view That's supported by the Bible And supported by the natural created order Is uh, no reason to lump somebody in a hate group Look, we have, we have friends in, in all different kinds of uh, Different lifestyles and behaviors And different colors of their skin And, and, and so forth We don't hate anybody um, we have <laughs> our biblical uh, values that we adhere to, but we do that uh, without any hatred at all. We hate no one. I mean, it would be completely contrary. I would shut Liberty Council down in a heartbeat if it really was a hate organization, if we really harbored hate in our, in our hearts, because it would be contrary to uh, the Lord Jesus Christ whom we serve. Mm -hmm. It would be contrary to his life and his teaching. Yeah. All right, here's the problem with that. No one cares if you adhere to your Christian t beliefs. That's not the problem. The problem is when you go around saying, you have to, to you know, kiss my Christian ass, and, you know, we're going we're gonna to pass laws that mandate that you get on one knee and kiss my ass. That's basically what they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you know what else was a biblical belief? That... Uh, God sanctioned the enslavement of subjugated people. Mm -hmm. Yes. 
Well, uh, the that Bible, was, you know. yeah, yeah. That mm-hmm. that was a slavery was a uh, a religious initiative, as was the Holocaust. And bats uh, were birds. Bats were birds. Pie was three. Rabbits <laughs> chewed cud. You knew I was going to go there, didn't you, Kenny? <laughs> I, I know you so well. I'm predictable. All right. Awesome. Well, yes. Thank you. Well, thank you. All right. Uh, bu- 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 cut the. Is that Sharky or is that the the bigger one, Joe? No, that's that's Sharky. He's he's nuts. Oh, he's he's grown up. He doesn't sound like Yippie anymore. That was a bark. Oh a no, no, no. Yeah, he's he's mean. He's a mean boy. <laughs> really? <laughs> he didn't. No. Oh. <laughs> no, but he's big. He's he's uh, almost uh, fifty-five pounds now. So wow, he's halfway grown. Yeah, he's going to be. He's a, big... a strong boy. Godzilla. A big boy. <laughs> yes, he's right. dragging his crate around the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. Uh oh. Well, I'm sure Sharky is a good boy. Anyway, cut three. And you know, Matt, if uh, and I saw an article at LifeNews.com that's saying if we if we really want to stop white supremacy. We should start with the 266 black babies that are killed every day by Planned Parenthood. Oh, talk about white supremacy. That's exactly what Margaret Sanger was all about. She wanted to ultimately oh. create a super race. She was a social Darwinianist, and she wanted to eliminate certain populations, including the black population. And that's why she put her then contraception, later abortion clinics, into these minority neighborhoods to stop the reproduction of these uh, minority communities, particularly the African-American community. All right. Uh, you know, unlike the average conservative bear, I, 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 I'm I, actually a thinking person, you know, uh, and I, I heard this was like, that doesn't sound right. So I did some research about Margaret Sanger. And would you believe, guys, that uh, that Matt Staver is so full of shit his eyes are brown? I oh, thought no, I heard really? she was a social Darwinian Indianist. <laughs> I also heard that Margaret Sanger was screwing George Soros on the side. Dun, dun, dun. There you go. <laughs> but uh, all right, so here's from Politifact. Uh, the claim is from Ben Carson on Wednesday, September 30th, 2015, in Exeter, New Hampshire, uh, and he said that the birth control. Pioneer Margaret Sanger, quote, believed that people like me should be eliminated. So as you, and of course, there's a there's a, a twisted uh, quote. Um, so, yes, she did. Uh, she did. She did believe in eugenics, but not necessarily for racism, racist purposes. Uh, he said uh, and basically she once said, where, where's the quote? Uh she did not support the Ku Klux Klan, unlike the uh, Trump administration. Uh, and uh, basically, oh, where the hell? There was a quote in this article that I thought was would be useful. But basically, they're lying. They're sh- he's they're, they're, he's shamelessly lying. But you know, uh, as usual, conservatives have no shame. Lying uh, is a virtue. Lying is a virtue. Lying for Jesus. Whereas, you know, when I was in Catholic school, guys, I was told lying is a sin. And uh, if you don't uh, confess that sin, you will go straight to hell. Do not pass go. Do not click $200. Yes. So, you know, yes, Margaret Singer did believe in eugenics, but it wasn't about racism. She just thought, you know, 
if you know people who you know were resistant to diseases bred that that resistance would be passed on which you know again not a fan of eugenics i'm not saying wow that's great you go girl but i'm saying that they're they're lying when saying that she was a racist who wanted to kill black people uh, in a December 10th, 1939 letter, she wrote that we don't want word to go out that we want to exterminate the Negro population, and the minister is the man who can strain out the idea if it ever occurs. In other words, she's saying, we don't want them to get the wrong idea and think we're out to get them. And so they'll, they'll, take, this, they'll take this quote on the right and twist it to mean she was a genocidal lunatic like Hitler. And uh, can I say something else here? Certainly. Why are we talking about Margaret Sanger? Why don't we talk about what Planned Parenthood is doing today? Well, because which is that's in, an inconvenient truth. Right. It's just like talking about that the Democratic Party was the party of slavery back in the 1800s. Of course yep. it was. What does that have to do with today's politics? Nothing. What does Margaret Sanger really have to do with Planned Parenthood in 2017? Nothing. Well, no, you're Let's right. Look at yeah. what like, we have to look at what's going on today, and today they provide women with health care right. who can't afford it. Absolutely right. But and I, I don't say, care who started it or what they said. That's what they do today. Well, but, oh, but they Yes, Michelle. Since they, they, they do have um, you know counseling services and abortion services, we have to get the money out of their hands, give it back to the states, and then have the states give it to the the right type of clinics, which for me means it's it's uh, private clinics or private uh, charities that are just looking for a handout, you know, from their Republican buddies. And by the way, abortion's a legal procedure. That, that's, yeah, that's true. That's how it was explained to me. Um, although I am paraphrasing it a little bit by my own congressman Brian Mast. So. <laughs> it was well, a real tool but but Joe in, in their defense time is a very uh, difficult concept for conservatives to grasp they don't understand basic cause and effect oh, I that's right that. I, time I is not time is not static it is linear right right <laughs> right you know right. The, and things evolve and, and 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 things change the Democratic Party of the 1860s was not is not the Democratic Party of 2017. I mean, it's ridiculous to talk about these things. Who founded Planned Parenthood or what, what, whatever? The fact of the matter is they do good work for women's health in 2017. That's it's all like that matters. picking the worst Republican ever. Right. And comparing every Republican to him. Well, you got to understand, you know, insert Republican, I don't know, Richard Nixon. Joe McCarthy. Joe McCarthy. Yeah, there you go. Well, you have to understand, all these people, they've been, you know, influenced by Joseph McCarthy, and that's who they are. That's who these people are. They're the real hate mongers. You know, it's nonsense. Right. <laughs> all right, uh, one more clip where he gets uh, into the weeds here. Here's the money shot. How far is this going to go? Is, is a better question? How far are we going to let this go as a nation, collectively? Well, you know, I think um, that... 
That's a really good question. I think that's a question that uh, everyone listening here needs to answer. How far are you going to let this go? I mean, I, I think we've crossed <laughs> the line, and we can't let this go any further. We've got to push back. It cannot happen like this. You know, if you go back into the 1930s, um, what ultimately happened back then with the Jews? And history, I mean, there, and there's other histories that you can point to. But they began to ultimately uh, ban Jews from public employment, then ban Jews from their private employment, then put a Star of David on their ID and a Star of David on their passport, restrict their travel, restrict their income opportunity. And eventually, you, you know what happened, history tells mm -hmm. us. We had to fight a World War II over that issue. What do you mean we, Kimosabi? <laughs> we, you know, us, you know, real Americans fought. Here's the thing, that, you know, no one is saying you can't participate in government. They're saying that if you can't keep your Christian dick in your pants, don't show up to work. Yowza. I'm I'm sorry. I'm just being brutally honest. Because because it's not it's not it's not. I don't care if you work for the government. I care if you sit here and you use your position, which is paid for with my tax dollars, to force your morality upon me. You know, it's just like I yeah. got in an argument on Quora with a conservative about you know in God we trust. And I said, why am I subsidizing your lack of faith? Your faith is weak, right. and you want me to pay for it because my tax dollars pay for "In God We Trust" to be stamped on, to be put on that money. So I'm subsidizing for the fact that you know deep in your heart you're probably wrong. Oh, kind of in the same wheelhouse. I don't know if you saw this. I happened to uh, glance over at Right Wing Watch the other day. Um, Alveda King, Martin Luther King Jr.'s niece, and of course, you know, I've often said. I would never want any of my nieces going to, on to television to, to speak on my behalf. But she said she said that Donald Trump has finally made it okay for people to say Merry Christmas again. <laughs> again, no one's it was never against the law to say Merry Christmas. Now, if I don't know you're a Christian, and you know, if I know you're a Christian, I have no problem saying Merry Christmas to you. But if How I dare you be polite, you know, don't be no, polite to people. Be rude. I, Assume, make assumptions. <laughs> but when I assume, I make ass out of you and me. This is but, true. But, uh, you know, I get. If you're thinking this, I'm being treated just like Jews in Nazi Germany, stop! Yeah, and again, you know, both of these examples are the, you know, again, just a sign of how weak somebody's faith truly is. You don't. Why do you need your faith to be reinforced by society that faith is something you should use to you know that you should draw upon to make your own personal life better not again use it as a cudgel to you know lop somebody over the head with right exactly yeah, yes isn't it, to, isn't it supposed to be a very private thing right even jesus said do not tr <laughs> yes. do not trust someone who prays in public you know right. he's you know because he realized that there are people who will use faith to swindle people <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> Damn these allergies! I'm so sorry about that, guys. Is it just me, or did it get a little of Joel Osteen in here? Yeah. <laughs> but you know, like I said, if you're gonna start, if if you're thinking of saying, no, 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 sorry. What? I was. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? 
my box is just going crazy. I'm sorry, guys. It sounded like something was falling on your head. Well, no, that I, was entertaining. I'm pounding on my keyboard. Like, stop! Space bar, space bar. <laughs> okay, all right. Let's get. We got. We're gonna go a little over, but not too much, because I'm sure you're. You gotta rest. Wait, you gotta rest for your your big reunion tomorrow. But uh, so uh, well, it's right around the corner, so I'll be all right. Okay. Well, th- thank you, Kenny. Thank you. You're, you spoiled me so see. much. All right. All right. Uh, so here, we're gonna. Pre- this is a little old, but we're gonna preface this. The, the, this Larry Clayman audio with this excerpt from Hillary Clinton's upcoming book wherein she talks about Trump at one at that debate. This is the infamous one where he was basically constantly, you know, behind her, looking at her all creepy. You know, he's like a little child. He has to be the center of attention, and he can't stand it when he's not. So here is uh, Hillary Clinton's thoughts on that, and I agree with her on this. This is not okay, I thought. It was the second presidential debate, and Donald Trump was looming behind me. Two days before, the world heard him brag about groping women. Now we were on a small stage, and no matter where I walked, he followed me closely, staring at me, making faces. It was incredibly uncomfortable. He was literally breathing down my neck. My skin crawled. It was one of those moments where you wish you could hit pause and ask everyone watching, well, what would you do? Do you stay calm, keep smiling, and carry on as if he weren't repeatedly invading your space? Or do you turn, look him in the eye, and say loudly and clearly, back up, you creep, get away from me? Oh. All right, so that's the book excerpt. But you know, like I said, I I absolutely agree with her. I'd be, you know, if I were a a woman and someone like that was hounding me, uh, my response would be, "Stand down, or you're gonna get kicked in the nethers." Yep. <laughs> Again, <down> creep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we we've established that I don't do diplomacy. Yeah, she could have said, "Stand back, or I'm gonna torpedo your Cheeto." <laughs> yeah, uh, that worked. That uh, that works too. Yes, torpedo, torpedo the Cheeto. <laughs> Boy, that'd be a puff of orange, wouldn't it? Yeah, just a tiny little instance of of puffage. Yeah, yeah. I will say it would it would be a, it would be a difficult <laughs> it would be a very difficult to hit target. It's very small. Yeah. You know, uh, not as small uh, as a wombat. <laughs> what? Wombats you're, are birds. You're, you're a see, wombat. See, expert you thought I, you thought I wasn't a, a nerd. Where are you going? Wait, I was wait, a so, nerd before you were a, a, a nerdette. <laughs> so what? You're a you're a wombat expert, Joe. I did not know this. I am. I am. I I used to kill wombats uh, in my backyard. And your T sixteen back with a home. slingsh with a slingshot. You mean womp rats? Are you talking womp rats? I was, womp, yeah, womp I was just, I was, oh, 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 okay. Well, and I used womp. to do a slingshot and a rack. Yeah, and you know, womp rats are birds in the Bible, right? <laughs> I kill biblical things all the time. <laughs> 
All right. Uh, let's get to Larry Clayman. You make them exodus. <laughs> All right. Larry Clayman going to say something incredibly st- shockingly stupid. I'm sure no. he's going to be shocked. <laughs> Larry Clayman? My Larry Clayman? No. Is he okay? Do you want the. Uh, no. No, he's not. Hillary Clinton's book is coming out. Her justification for her amazing loss with regard to the last presidential election. And in that book, she makes a statement that when she debated Donald Trump, that he came close to her, invaded her space and, quote, made my skin crawl. And I should have told him he was a creep to get away. Well, you know, that's ironic. I wonder if she's ever told her lovely husband William Jefferson Clinton. By the way, I guess, given everything that's going on right now, the name Jefferson should be removed because that's racist. But in any event, to say that Trump made her skin crawl, what about her husband who abused a White House intern, who sexually (laughs) harassed a number of women? I represented those women, not in the sex part of the case, but keeping the Clintons off their back, and no pun intended. Okay. It was. I, I, I it was. I'd like to. I got something I'd like to say real quick about this. How do if it is a, a very strong possibility that Hillary Clinton did have that conversation with Bill Clinton at some time? But guess what, Larry Clayman? It's none of your goddamn business. It was a consensual relationship. It was yes, a consensual. Absolutely. You know. Absolutely. Even if even if all the ugly, horrible things that people have accused Bill Clinton of are all true. How dare you assume to, to, to speak for what Hillary Clinton should or shouldn't have done in her own personal life? We're talking about a presidential debate where a man who just admitted right before that we, that he was, you know, he could sexually assault any woman he wanted. He could move on her like a bitch or whatever he said, you know, grab them by the genitals and everything. OK, you know what? Whatever happened with Bill Clinton. And Hillary Clinton, none of your fucking business, claiming Not a goddamn bit of your business. Not yeah. to mention, not to mention, Matthew 7, verses 1 through 3. Judge not, lest ye be judged. And of course, the, okay. the, uh, the other quote, which is, uh, let he who is without douche cast the first bag. And, <laughs> and Santorsa, verse 1 through 6. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Amen. Amen. All right. Uh, we got one more clip from uh, Mr. Clayman. Uh, I, mm. And this is a reality that Hillary Clinton refuses to face. And when you listen to her voice, because she did an audio version of this, you talk about creepy. She sounds like the wicked witch of the left. And this is why oh. she wasn't uh, elected, because people just don't like her. Frankly, she's disgusting. She's low class. And for her to say that a man made her feel creepy, well, maybe ask Uma Abedin the real story about why men don't really relate to Hillary Clinton. Uh, She relates very well to Uma Abedin, who she traveled around and had a separate cabin to sleep with during the campaign. But she has problems uh, with men. And dealing with Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump, it's not surprising that she felt that he was creepy because she probably feels her husband is the same way. She should file. She should. She should file a defamation lawsuit. I I agree. You know. I agree. That's. You know. I mean. That. I. I agree. That. uh, That is slander. 
That is slander. But and, and the thing is that she needs to. If she did, she needs to show no mercy. Maybe if she bankrupts one of these motherfuckers, they'll finally get the message. You watch what you say. Another yeah. monkey will just take his place. And, and everything he said about Clinton, every smear he just made about Clinton, so much more applicable to Trump. Oh, yes. It's a two, two wrongs to make a right argument. Total bullshit. Uh, Look at how bad your guy is. Therefore, our guy's okay. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, murder fists. Yes. All First right, of all, uh, why was he why was he hanging over her? What right did he have to do that? I don't care what Bill Clinton is; it has nothing to do with anything. Because he's a man, well, and she's a woman. He has every right. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. The, the fact of the matter is, he had no right to do that to her. This yeah. is uh, the Clayman making. Uh, he's a white male explaining, uh, you know, how the patriarchy works, and she needs to be quiet. Right. Or, you know, it reminds me of of the rape argument. Well, well you know, a, a, a husband can't rape his wife. Well, yeah, he can. A prostitute can't be raped. Yes, they can. Yes, they can. Yeah. No is no. Period. Okay? And he had no right to do that to her. Period. I don't care what Bill Clinton is or isn't. Couldn't have said it better. Very good. Uh... I think we have time for one more before we do parting shots, guys. Is there anyone, everyone okay? Sure. I'm okay. You're okay. Yeah. Joe, cool. I'm, I'm cool. I'm cool. All right, here we go. Pull. We've got stupid sign. Yeah. Oh, I should preface this. This is a guest host for Sean Hannity. So because all the the D-list talent is on vacation this week, the Z-list talent showed up. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry. Sean Hannity is not A-list talent. I don't care how much money he makes, how many stations he's on. He is at best D list. At worst, D list. D list. D list yeah. because if the D stands for douchebag. Well, yeah. yeah. All right, here we go. So, uh, again, once again, justifying the unjust murder of Heather Hare. Yeah, I'm no uh, fan of uh, Linda uh, Sarsour, as most people are not. I had a little run in with uh, a little friend of hers named Tamika Mallory on a radio show who is has to be i would say the most racist person i've ever met in my life and uh just a pure propaganda person and this is where black lives matter and the muslim brotherhood have a connection through this linda sarsour and tamika mallory and all these people are part of these organizers for like the women's march which people don't even realize what they're getting involved with when they attend these things and this has nothing to do with the muslim brotherhood but this girl that was killed in uh, Charlottesville, who was ran over by a white supremacist, and I'm, there's a reason why I have purposely not talked about white supremacists today, because I'm wanting people to see the reality of how big this, this group of hate actually is. These. So don't look at me. Don't look at us. Look over there. Look at Antifa. Look at you know anyone I don't like. They hate more than I do. What about what about what about? Yep. You know. Yeah, uh, it's 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 the same argument that that one one uh, one bad thing uh, justifies the next bad thing. Yeah. 
you know, Trump plays this all the time. He always refers back to the Clintons or somebody else who did something as bad as he's. It doesn't say that what you're doing is good. You're trying to justify one bad thing with another. It doesn't work. Right. Yeah, uh, and, and of course, the smearing continues uh, against Antifa. Again, I've told people over and over, I'm no giant i'm not a member of antifa i don't enjoy all of their tactics tactics that they use but as i talked about on turn up tonight last night uh, there's so much fake news being spewed out there about antifa i still would rather be on the same side again you you know count up the numbers of dead people at the hands of antifa americans dead americans at the hands of antifa stacked up next to uh dead americans at the hands of nazis fascists, Klansmen, white nationalists. The one number is incalculable, the other one is zero. I would rather be on the Antifa side of zero. Alright, we got one more we, we've got uh, uh, one more clip from this. Uh, I forget this guy's name, but like I said, he's Z-list. I, and maybe even not even, maybe he's lower than Z-list. What's lower than Z? I think his last name is Zalisty. Alright, here we go communists and how they spread all across these secretive groups where you can clearly see and sorry for this little rant here but you can clearly see the stupidity of uh of of uh white supremacists and neo-nazis they don't hide how stupid they are this girl goes out and marches with antifa and gets killed by one of these neo-nazi people when she got hit by a car but she was still marching with antifa and I can't, it drives me crazy when I see these marches and people have no idea who they're, who they're identifying with. And they don't even understand that, like, the Muslim Brotherhood or Black Lives Matter or any other communist or uh, jihadist group, is, they're linked together. So basically she had it coming for marching with people this schmuck doesn't like. My apologies well, I'm not to schmucks so sure everywhere. She was. I, I'm not so sure she was. Yeah, there's no proof of that at all. There's there, there's not nothing to, to yeah right. Well, where did just, he get that? He's just slinging that to try and make it her guilty by association. And well, that's my no understand, association. Yeah, my understanding was she was just walk leaving the demonstration yeah. to go home, not marching with anybody. Right, but the point is, he's saying she had it coming for associating with people he doesn't like, even if it's See, not true. He's trying to justify the premeditated murder of a young woman. That's the point. It kind of seems like we're running into a theme here of conservatives saying she had it coming. What? A theme? Inconceivable. Inconceivable. Right. Yeah. yeah. Again, yeah. she was wearing a short skirt, so she had it coming. Yeah. But, you know, it's the same Miles, kind of are you logic. Okay? These... No, sorry, what? Susan. Susan coughed. That was Susan. Oh, Don't worry. okay. It just sounded like Miles. So I want to make sure he didn't like cough I'm, up along. I'm pushed to talk. You won't hear it unless you know. Well, just promise you'll tell me if something happens. Like you, you're gonna cough up along. I'm worried. I worry. <laughs> this is this is the first time I've used Skype on this phone, and I have no idea how to mute it. So. Oh no! It's uh, it wasn't a complaint. Get... It was it was concern. I swear. You can thank all you can thank all the dope fiends down the hall for making sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, so yeah, again, justifying the pre and I, I'm I'm calling it what it is: 
premeditated murder because he floored that gas. He had every app. Once you floor, once you floor it, you, you have every opportunity to stop. He kept going. That's premeditation. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's yeah. that. You know, if you think about it, that's premeditation. And uh, I think Cat makes a great point. Uh, he's implying that it's okay to run down Antifa. Right, right. They it's have not, it it's not okay because... to run down anybody. Right, right. It's not okay to run down let's, anybody. Let's, Excellent uh, point. Let's put the douche in the other bag. He's basically saying that because he doesn't like Antifa, it's okay to mow them down. So basically, in his world, I don't like him, so it's okay if I take out a baseball bat and wail on him. Well, you know, I, I, I know what you're doing there, but <laughs> perhaps we shouldn't even entertain the notion. Okay, no, that's, you're right. Yeah. All no, right. I, no, I, I, I like baseball too much. Okay, I'm true. sorry. That's I, a I, waste I, of a perfectly good bat. Yeah, that, that is true. There's so many balls that could be whacked around with that. And, and it's a right. waste of a good movie reference, too. So, you know. Sure. Yeah. All right. You, uh, don't soil, I, you don't want to soil your belongings by even letting them graze uh, an individual like that. All right, we're this will warm. This is la, the, no more audio, but this is the last story, and then we'll start uh, wrapping up. This is gonna warm the cockles of your heart, guys. Uh oh! <laughs> Crying white supremacist Cantwell stuck in jail and really hates his nickname. <laughs> do, do not call Christopher Cantwell the crying Nazi. He hates being called the crying Nazi, Kenny. Do not call him oh. the crying Nazi. Well, okay, I'll, I, I've been calling the weeping Nazi, so I think I'm good. <laughs> uh, okay. I've also called him the sobbing uncontrollably Nazi as well. So, so he should him, be all right with that. Okay. I've been calling uh, him the balling Nazi. <laughs> He's the serving time Nazi now. Yep, uh, so he says, quote, from jail, from jail, by the way. One minute, I'm a fucking white supremacist terrorist, and the next minute, I'm a fucking crybaby. I'm a goddamn human being! No. No, you aren't. You're like the thing. <laughs> <laughs> you only imitate human behavior. You're not actually human yourself. Thank you for that, Mark Hamill! And he doesn't do a very good job at that either. No, no, he, you know, you're right. I just insulted the thing. The thing was actually good at imitating human behavior. Yes. You know, I really wish I had Christopher Cantwell's phone number that I could give out right now as a joke. <laughs> but I'm right. away. I'm away from home right now. And from I the arsenal. Have... Well, yeah, okay. I'm... Here's a better comparison. Uh, he, uh, what's that 1970s movie with, um... God damn it! The guy with the rock and porno stash. Um, uh, he was in H- Hunger Reynolds? Games. No, 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 no. He was in Hunger Games. Uh, Hunger Donald Games. Sub- uh, Donald Sutherland. Sutherland. Don- yeah. Invasion the- of the Body Snatchers. Thank you. Yes, that's it. Yes, Body Invasion of the Body Snatchers. He's like one of the Body Snatchers because they were terrible at emulating human behavior, and when they were discovered, they shrieked horribly. Yeah. Boom! I nailed it. <laughs> There you go. With so, the rock and porn sesh. That's one thing I generally don't associate with Donald Sutherland, but I, okay. <laughs> well, and, and, De- and Dean, um, God damn it, what's his name? Stockwell? Stack- Stockwell, yeah. He, yeah. 
look. I'm all the... over this. I got all your references, bro. <laughs> I wish I got my own references because I can't remember half. I can't remember half of their last names. I had to think about Donald Sutherland. <laughs> and he's there got that go. great. He's got that great voice too. All right. Uh, so yeah, do not call the crybaby. Don't call the crying Nazi. Crying Nazi. It hurts his tender feelings. Aww. Uh, I understand they just call him inmate where he is. <laughs> yeah. Probably also call him a few profane words in the in the in the slammer. Hmm. Yeah. No pity for that guy. Right. Nope. He he made that bed. He can sleep in it. Yep. He, this is his dishwashing liquid. He should soak in it. Alright, so we're yeah, we're gonna wrap up. We're already twenty minutes over. Uh first of all I want to thank Miles, Michelle Legon, Joe Santoris for sitting in for, for Kenny. Kenny for sitting in for, well, we'll say John. Get well yeah. soon, John. And, uh, you know, thank you, everyone, for listening. And uh, parting shots. Miles, go! Yes, um, looking at Irma. Wow. Looking ugly. God, Ooh. she is she is barreling towards... Ah, yeah, it, it's uh, by this time uh, next week, she is going to be right off the American coast. And uh, <laughs> uh, my money's on South Carolina, North Carolina, but it could be us. So, I don't All right. know, people, get supplies. Hang tight. Yes. Hang in. Yeah, and make sure to take care of your cats, Miles. No, we don't want to lose anyone else. We've already, we've already lost, uh, we Way lost Wizzy this, yeah, we've lost Wizzy this year and... Yeah, we lost our two babies, so. Too many. All right, uh, uh, Michelle, what do you got for us on the way out? Um, I just want to a, a quick call out to the hypocrites in Texas and stuff like that. You know, they're 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 crying for their their um, federal funds now. I want the federal funds. I want those people to be helped because there are a lot of people that have lost houses to flooding. And flooding is not covered by regular homeowners insurance. And I, I, I just guess that most of these people do not have flood insurance. These people are going to need help. The federal government should step in and help them. And I want to see that happen. And I want to see that happen before the corporations and these companies that have lost their buildings get their piece of the cake. Yeah. That's all I have to say. Yeah, I, I'm not opposed to them getting aid. I would just like to hear the the Texas delegation say, "Yeah, we 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 were hypocritical assholes." You know, there is no yep. again in the Catholic tradition, there is no forgiveness without confession. I want the people though that have lost houses, you know, yes. they lost their their homes to get aid before the corporations do. Yes, that too, very important, important safety tip. Thanks, Egon. All right, Joe Santorsa, thanks for sitting in tonight. It's always no a problem. blast. Thank Harvey, too. Harvey was with me tonight. <laughs> but at least, you know, you're, you're just getting the tail end of it. Some some rain. How heavy of the rain? You said an inch of rain, but, I mean, how... Yeah, you that's know, not much. That, that's nah, not an much. inch of rain is nothing. Nah. Yeah. No, and it's it been dry. Fi- it finally caught up to you, because it, it, it's been coming through here for the last couple of days. But you know, Yeah, yeah, it finally again. came here, and... Um, yeah, we could use the rain. The ground's dry. We could absorb all of it. It's not a problem here. It's just another rainy day. Yeah. All right. Kenny Pick, getting ready to uh, go to the family reunion. Thanks for joining us, as always. 
You'll be uh, off no, again next lot. week. Uh, yes, yes. I'm, uh, we have uh, Susan's uh, half brother's uh, wedding reception to go to next week. Um, and, but no, uh, I want to say first of all, thanks to Cat. Uh, I really appreciate her coming out and having dinner with me and Sue's. It was a lot of fun. Uh, didn't get her too wasted on margaritas. She only had a couple. Uh, <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the um, the reunion tomorrow. And briefly, kind of uh, dovetailing off what Michelle was saying, uh, I'm I'm pleased to announce that uh, the company I work for is donating uh, a certain percentage of ticket sales to uh, several upcoming shows to our actual um, employees in Texas that were affected by this. Oh, nice. Um, and then they also sent out um, an email. My general manager sent out an email uh, yesterday asking for other ways to, to try and raise money. And I pitched that maybe we could either do an employee garage sale in at the venue, uh, open to the public, you know, where people could bring in stuff to donate to sell, uh, or maybe uh, do a casino night or something like that. So uh, I'm hoping he likes my ideas, and we'll see if we can uh, uh, raise a little bit of money for people. And uh, my brethren in the company I work for, um, because again, it, uh, what you're saying, Michelle, you're 100% right. The businesses uh, should wait. People are more important. People with families and homes, they need to be taken care of. And, yes. uh, and, and when a, a big corporation can do a little something to help them out, like we're trying to do, um, I think that that could make all the difference in the world. So, Right. Yep. Well, you know, That's all yeah. I got. It's making the world a slightly better place. Yes. You know. All right, well, like I said, everyone, thanks for listening. We'll be doing Midnight Sun tonight. Lots of omake because I am off until Monday morning. And, uh, you know, I'll probably be talking extensively with Kenny tomorrow night upon his triumphant return home. Uh, well, after he feeds uh, his cats, how Dr. Timby and Jeliza Rose, of course. Oh, they're going to be mad when we get home. <laughs> how dare you, human! <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, but uh yeah uh, everyone have a nice week we'll be doing some uh well like i said midnight sun with omake and uh we, we will hopefully be on next week it's kind of up in the air because i have no idea what my schedule is until monday <laughs> so <laughs> it's kind of russian roulette at this point anyway everyone have a great week we'll see you uh sometime soon i guess uh <clears throat> uh bye time for go to bed right it is late shall we retire goodbye my friends goodbye to you all i'll never forget you live in peace goodbye all stay happy and good luck on our way to great adventures get out of here <laughs> Worm. Push the button, Frank.